0: Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 135 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? We are back continuing our season three commentary series with episode 305, The Cost of Living. Hell yeah. And we're back for the tenth anniversary of Lost. Woo! September twenty-second, the day everything changed.
1: (laughs) All of our lives were altered forever. Even though we didn't start watching it for, like, t- two years after that.
0: <laughs> Shush. Don't give away all our secrets.
1: <laughs> no, but it was a big deal, definitely. Yeah. Uh, really highly rated. It was a hit instantly. Of course, that's why I didn't hear about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so big, no one knew about it.
1: <laughs> I didn't, you know, they didn't have Twitter back then. I that's. I feel like that's why.
0: Yeah, you would have got the tweet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Someone would have been like, Yeah, hashtag you have to watch Lost <laughs> <laughs> And I would have listened, but no one did that because it wasn't possible. It didn't happen. And uh yeah, so it took a long time for me to care.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. It's been ten years since the show's uh premiered. What, four years now since it's been off? Yep. Wow.
1: Nope. Four four plus. I mean it was May.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah so getting this, up there. this marks eight years of lost lowdown. Yep. Uh which is which is just as there are even more crazy. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean pretty soon it'll be, you know Yeah, I mean we've already yeah, we've already podcasted longer than the show was on the air. Yep. Um which is pretty crazy. Uh, totally. and more hours total than the show broadcast. Oh yeah, uh, far
1: more, far more. Yeah. Show's not that long.
0: Not that long.
1: <laughs> Try listening to the whole podcast.
0: Yeah. So I just, uh, I was just telling you off podcast. I'll share with the listeners. Uh, I just, uh, did the the tally of the total number of hours we've podcasted about lost over these past eight years. <laughs> Um from episode one to episode one thirty two. Uh five hundred fifty eight hours, forty-seven minutes, thirty seconds. Woo! That, I'm exhausted just hearing that. that I is mean a lot. can you imagine what we could have accomplished with that time? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the new things we could have learned, the new skills, like Oh, man. So There's much. So much wasted potential. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you put it, when you like, when you put a number on it, it really, it really gets real. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Like, you can really quantify. You can, you can literally imagine like certain things that
0: you could have done. Yeah. In
1: that time.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because like, beginning you don't start out and say you know eight years ago, hey, do you want to you want to podcast about this show for five hundred fifty eight mm-hmm. hours? <laughs> yeah, no one said that because like yeah, it would have been like uh no, probably get, not. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, uh doing the math, five hundred fifty eight hours is uh twenty three days. Wow, continuous. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is completely insane. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's no excuse. There really isn't. I, I
1: can't think of any excuses.
0: (laughs) I want to place the blame squarely on Carlton and Damon, uh, and and JJ for, for starting this train that, uh, will not end. Me too. It
1: is totally their fault. Um, yeah, I mean they really uh you know and it's funny I've been because it's the 10th anniversary, you know, there's there's a lot of um little articles out there right now. Yep. And so I've been like looking at those and um uh you know, I was reminded of the fact that like the 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 backstory of Lost is kind of crazy. Mhm. Um because it all started like the original thing didn't come from J.J. J. Abrams. Didn't come from Damon Lindelof. It came from this guy uh, Lloyd Braun, who was a who was a, the like a big executive at ABC. Mm-hmm. And apparently he saw he saw the movie Castaway, and he thought like, "Oh, it'd be cool to do like Castaway the series." Yeah, <laughs> where we have like or like Survivor, but scripted, you mm-hmm. know. Where we just have like characters like trapped on an island and they have to like survive, you know? And like that was the bare bones of what it was gonna be. And yeah. he spent some time like trying to develop it and like Aaron Spelling got involved.
2: Oh wow. Um
1: and and then there was like you see in the credits, like this guy, Jeffrey Lieber, like he wrote um, okay, yeah. the sort of original version of the of the pilot. And it was just like back then, it was just like a basic like, you know, island adventure story. Like, it was just gonna be they crash and they have to deal with like normal problems and like, that's it. It's just gonna be like week to week, we're gonna, we're gonna deal with the latest island challenge. Yeah. You know, there was no, it wasn't supposed to be a mystery. It wasn't supposed, to, it was just supposed to be a nice like fun show. You could tune in any week, just watch, you know, watch your favorite characters just do whatever on the island. Mm hmm. And apparently, like, he, although he liked it and definitely had some power, no one else liked this sh- idea for a show. Yeah, <laughs> They thought, like, this sounds mm-hmm. bad. It's not going to work. But he really wanted to make it work. And so he called in uh J.J. Abrams and said, like, J.J. J. Abrams, can you do something with this to make it work? Yeah. <laughs> and J.J. J. called Damon Lindelof. And the two of them got together and had um spent some time came up with like a twenty page uh outline for a pilot
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and that was the original like core of the show and that was the thing that ABC Greenlit.
0: Yeah, and Just it's that- interesting because uh from the from the telling of the history, Damon and of course a lot of people back then were big fans of Alias, which JJ yep. had done before this and and Damon wanted to write on Alias. Yep. Uh so when he came to JJ to talk about the ideas, he had a, you know, he 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 knew the the storytelling mechanics of Alias. Right. You know, and which we of course see is really prevalent and lost. Very much. So prevalent. it's really interesting that that to have just to kind of have that intersection there.
1: Yeah, 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 big time. And I and I would say anyone who uh, really likes Lost, like, you, you should check out Alias.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen Alias, it's, it's Lost with, uh, a mystery that gets answered, uh, an action spy show with, uh, uh, a, a long-running mystery that does get solved. Uh, not necessarily great, but they do <laughs> tell you what's up. <laughs> to a degree, and uh and it's overall pretty good. I mean, it's yeah, it's a, a lot of good. You know, it's just a really fun show. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would say I, at times, like I think it's spectacular.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's more, it's it's more, um, I guess self-contained than Lost is. Like, it has more episodes that are just like heist of the week you know yeah they they break into some building she's got to wear a wig and like you know it's just kind of business like there's a fair number of those and like if you watch it all at once that can get a bit monotonous but uh especially early on in the first season and like at a certain point in every season they break away from that and this larger story that develops over time starts to happen. And that larger story has like a lot of really interesting beats. And I definitely think that alias fails in very similar ways to lost at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not quite though. Cause you're right. They do give answers and maybe that's the big difference. Um, their answers are just usually letdowns, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it it definitely has its moments. I mean, there's some of those there's some of those plot lines that are just unforgettably ridiculous.
0: And there's a lot of uh prototype characters on Alias, prototypes for lost oh, yeah. characters. I mean, Ben is is there, you yep. know, uh you see a lot of the same kind of characters. Yep. Yeah, if you watch it,
1: you'll pick up immediately who the Ben is. Yeah. It's really obvious.
0: He will lie and lie and lie. <laughs> and when he's done I mean, lying, he'll keep lying.
1: <laughs> yeah, and his I mean, yeah, just so much about him really parallels. And so, yeah, they, they definitely had, like, also just the storytelling style. Like, they definitely had that, like, surprise, like, end the episode thing happening Mm -hmm. and you know some of the story twists like a lot of the ideas that got maybe a little more fleshed out in lost or or already there in alias yeah um so yeah there's no question that was a big influence um but yeah the funny thing is you know we talked about that lost writer's guide um uh you know that was based on the fact that uh the 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 network abc which you know had also um aired alias were really specific when jj got this project that like this can't be this can't be like alias in the sense of the weird mythology mm-hmm. you know they really were like no rampaldi <laughs> you know none of that you know but you know and you see that in the writer's guide you see they're really explicitly like yeah it's not going to be like that we promise
0: we swear it's "It's not going to be
1: like that (laughs) you know and of course the funny thing is it's even more serialized than alias was yeah and the mythology is even bigger
0: Yeah, I mean Lost I think is a mystery show first, whereas Alias is yeah. an, is a spy action show first.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. With mystery on the side.
0: Yeah. A little yeah. little little helping of mystery on the side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Each mystery. mystery. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh uh I think that definitely played a part. Um, and it was a big chance for, for Damon Lindelof and, and basically, uh, JJ was going to go do, um, mission impossible three, I guess. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: and so, uh, I think that's what it was. And so, um, uh, he wasn't going to stay on lost. And so he left it to Damon and apparently Damon was like, uh, I've never run a show before. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's when Carlton came in.
0: Yeah, he and Carlton had worked together on, uh, uh, what was it, the, Nash uh, Bridges. Nash Bridges of all shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, who would have thought the writers of Nash Bridges would?
0: Yeah, they didn't, they didn't promote it like this season of ABC from the, <laughs> from the writers of Nash Bridges lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, and The Damon... marketing department
1: didn't go that way. Damon had done also crossing Jordan, yep um and uh and Carlton worked on uh that weird series the The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr,
0: which I did love as a kid,
1: yeah, 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 that's like kind of a quirky like pseudo western sci-fi series that like where I can kind of see it. Yeah. You know, in terms of uh, you know, somebody who would do loss, but definitely like those other series. They're just I mean, I guess if you want to be a TV writer, you know, you take a job. And if it's a job on a major <laughs> series, even yeah. if you're even if you're like, well, this isn't my favorite show of all time or the mm-hmm. kind of show that I really want to write, yeah. you still you still go do it, you oh, know. Yeah. And that gives you, yeah, I mean, and that collaboration led to loss like directly. Because he knew him and he was like, can you, can you like tell me how to run a show?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I so... think it helped to have two, two brains behind it. And, and, yeah. you, and you know, I think that helped make the show schizophrenic, but it, it made it, it balanced it out between really, really great stuff and mediocre stuff here and there. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that was an interesting dynamic to have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I feel like they yeah, having having two minds definitely creates a different dynamic than like the single dictator. Yeah. You know. Um it can it can definitely make it less coherent. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, but on the other hand, there's there's kind of more variety and it's like whatever's wrong with one writer does not kind of infect the whole thing. Yeah. You know. And I you know I kind of feel like on on Twin Peaks like uh you know David Lynch had that with with Mark Frost like
2: yeah. it
1: it balanced the thing out like left to his own devices you know sometimes you can get stuff like Inland Empire and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have someone there who knows how to just do like basic stuff like write a normal episode of television. <laughs> you <know>? so. <laughs> yeah. And then he could throw in like the other stuff on top of that. Because it can't and, yeah. all
0: be crazy or if it's all crazy then then nothing's crazy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, so I feel like uh yeah, like JJ initially and then like Damon was a more of the like crazy weird ideas and I think Carlton was more the experienced like let's give this thing some kind of structure. Yeah. You know, and like map it out and make it work. You know, and so I think, I think that, that, that partnership definitely was a big part of the show. And I mean, they were the face of the show. I, I think, uh, that whole idea of like showrunners as public, you know, figures for the show yeah, was Yeah, they really definitely a are credited.
0: They're definitely credited, you know, because Lost being a big hit, because of how the show started, because of JJ being, being really well known too. And social media taking off. It's just this weird nexus of all these things happening that definitely, um and because the show, because of being a mystery show, demanded, you know, a popular mystery show, people were demanding answers and feedback from the creators, which prompted JJ, I mean, uh, Carlton Damon to have to come to the forefront. And it de- they're definitely sort of credited as, uh, making showrunners a household name and, and, uh, and really, again, uh, back to the nexus of this whole era was, showrunners being you know the the sort of golden age of television right the second golden age of television coming back yeah. where you do have these sort of Artur style showrunners who have this very specific vision and they make these very specific tv shows that are you know critically acclaimed so i think that that kind of helped too of like okay well let's see who's the brains behind this thing because it actually matters right you know they're not right. just pushing you know they're not just writing scripts and and pushing the production along you know yeah. So um so now people actually are interested in who the showrunners on on TV shows are.
1: Yeah, I remember being really struck like watching um watching a panel with with them and with some of the actors. I think they had Matthew Fox there and they had like you know some of the uh, main uh, actors on the show yeah. and they were taking questions from the audience and I remember like they started making jokes like everyone only wanted to ask Damon and Carlton questions. Mm, wow, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, wow, no one really—they they're way more interested in what they have to say. Yeah. Uh- about the show than they are the actors, and you know it's just strange because I've seen a lot of panels like that where it's very much the opposite.
0: Yeah, for you sure. Know,
1: the actors are the stars; they're the face you see on screen, and like generally the public. I mean, there's a lot of movies you go see it because the actors. It's
0: pretty it. much the history you know? of film and television that writers are at the bottom of the totem pole, and yeah. are not really well known. Uh, you, they're they're not. You don't go to see a movie because of who wrote it. You go to see if who directed it or who's in it. Right. Uh, and that definitely, that definitely started to change, especially in the television world around that time.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like in the public, just a general public consciousness, like for movies, it's actors, then directors, and then writers are like, who knows where, you know, down yeah. the list. But yeah, yeah for mo- for TV shows, directors aren't really very important, mm-hmm. and it's really about yeah, it's really about the writers, specifically the one, the head ones, the ones that are in charge. Yeah, you know, because they're really ultimately who decides the direction of the story, even if they don't write every single line
0: yeah exactly
1: you know so yeah that was that was a big shift, and you know I pay attention to that stuff now, and you know um on a show like dexter where uh it was a fucking disaster see our mister our podcast about that yeah um uh, the, they changed showrunner several times, mm-hmm. you know, from beginning to end. And there's, you can tell there's, there's just not a really good coherent plan for that show. There isn't a voice there kind of making, you know, making the whole thing work. Like it's just passing from, you know, one team to the next and, uh, it never really, <laughs> I mean, it never really goes anywhere good, Yeah. You know? I I like to know, I mean, even if it's going to be shitty, I like to know at least like it's something that was intended by the original creators, you know, and once they're long gone, True Blood had the same thing, you know, once they're long gone, it's sort of like, it's not really the same show anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's someone else. It's kind of, it kind of becomes a weird version of fan fiction.
0: It's like, uh, Community had that same thing too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, what if, what if some like fans got the actual actors to produce their scripts,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, but it's, so it's like kind of interesting, but it's not really, it doesn't really feel like it's the same show,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and I feel like the shows that where I've, I've liked them more over the course of the series, they've always had like a consistent um showrunner from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it helps. You know? I think it, yeah. I think it makes a big difference, and it's it's a sign of trouble when they leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I'm very wary of that now. Um, well, it's
0: been uh, pretty amazing that it's been ten years. Um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's in, it's incredible. I mean, definitely back in 2004, I didn't really take television seriously back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, like, it was it, so brand new. It, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was just invented.
0: Just invented, yeah. Yeah, I uh,
1: uh I consider television like the slums, you know. It was like it was where you go when you you fail as a movie person,
0: you know. It that, that that's been I think the biggest difference in TV besides the quality is is television used to be, oh, you can't get movies anymore, so you'll go act in TV. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yep. well, there's a lot of actors who are finding their their second renaissance in their careers and yeah. finding new audiences and, and doing some of their best stuff on TV. Absolutely. Uh, even better than their movies.
1: I mean, I think, personally, for actors, like, for showing, like, what they can do, there really isn't anything better no. because – it gives them the opportunity to play a character over a huge period of time in such a huge variety of situations and scenes. I mean, you can't get that from a movie. Yeah. You know, just, just physically, it's not possible unless the movie is, you know, whatever, hundred hours long, mm-hmm. you know? And so just that, just that opportunity makes it better. But I think what the actors are able to do with it, you watch the same actor play a character for years. I mean, it's just, it has such a different impact. You know, you identify with those characters so much more than in a movie where you just sit there for a couple hours.
0: Yeah. For you sure. know,
1: It just doesn't it just they can't really play on the same field. So I definitely think like for really displaying what they can do, like it's it's better. And I just didn't really understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, mainly, I think, because there at the time, like there hadn't been as many examples of really great TV shows. where you got to see this happen. You know, I and as p- particularly serialized TV shows. I mean, I think for me that's really the the, the turning point. Like week to week TV shows, I think are limited. Like they're more limited than um than serialized ones because they kind of play like mini movies.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, usually episodic. St- I mean, obviously sitcoms are episodic. They can have long running storylines, but you know, especially in sitcoms, the whole idea is the characters are back to square one at the end of the episode, you know, yeah. nothing fundamentally is going to change what's going to happen. Cause that's what we, we want that familiarity tuning in week to week. Right. You know, uh, and we don't want to worry about continuity. We want to just be, you know, we want right. especially the creators want to want continuity, not really matter. in syndication. So you can just watch an episode, mm-hmm. and not be confused and just, just watch it. it. doesn't really matter when it's taking place, you know, in the context of the, the whole show. But, right. um, yeah, I think audiences got more savvy. They, you know, they, they got rewarded, you know, like with the Sopranos being probably the first big, great mm-hmm. TV show of that renaissance. Um, you, you get rewarded, uh, by coming back, by sticking to the storyline, by developing the characters over many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so people are like, Oh, People will watch this if it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it really caught on. And I think, you know, it's kind of a phenomenon. Like this whole, this whole idea of, uh, television shows as a, as a collective event, you know, like it's really taken off. Mm-hmm. And when, when TV, when these big TV shows that are on these days are on, like it's, it's really, it really creates a lot of energy on, um, Particularly on the internet, you know, like, uh but also, like, in general, in life, like, people want to talk about these things. They really, they make a part of their life every week, and it's just, I think, m- you know, movies just don't have that kind of commitment, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, I, hey,
0: movies are like, you go to see a movie, if you went with somebody, you talk about it afterwards for five minutes, and you're kind mm-hmm. of done? yeah. There's usually not much more to say after five minutes unless we yeah, are yeah, arguing yeah. about some point or whatever, but... Um, Typically,
1: I mean, except for the, the rare movie that's, like, really incredible. Yeah,
0: and even if it's good and you like it, there's still not a lot to really discuss because it's done and it's over and you saw it and you might want to see yeah. it again, but there's, you know, what else What else is there really to say? But, yeah, yeah. when you get people involved over years and years and years, um, you know... I mean, to me, Star Trek being... Being the, my prime example of like, I am in love with these people, you know, like I want to reach into the TV and grab them, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I want to be in this world that, that's being created. Um, and you, you, you see them grow over time and change over time. And it's, that's, you know, like I was saying the last podcast, that's the hero's journey. That's the fundamental, um, reason we like stories. We like to see the change. We like to see growth. We like to see um, examples of what to do and what not to do in life, you know, played out in these various landscapes of, you know, versions of reality, everything from a normal cop drama or medical show. That's very down to earth and realistic to something like game of Thrones or something, mm-hmm. more, you know, Star Galactica, sci-fi or fantasy. Like it's still telling the same kind of stories of life and death and, Morals and, uh, you know, these, these themes of what, what should we do? How should we treat each other? You know, what are the consequences if we do ABC, mm-hmm. uh, or NBC? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> not CBS. Never CBS. Never CBS. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's really what I think great TV shows tap into is that. That internal—I mean, it, it's in our human DNA to 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 like stories, um, and to to see characters change over time. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. And I I think uh, you know, aside from a novel, you know, a really long novel, I mean, you just don't get it. Certainly, and, and as far as like things that are filmed, yeah, um, the you know, there really isn't. There really isn't anywhere you can, where you can get that kind of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate that. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that you can sit and talk about for 558
0: hours. It is. It's literally that kind of thing.
1: You know, uh, no matter what, I mean, if I think of my favorite movies of all time, I mean, I, I think I'd be hard-pressed to talk about them for this long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it'd be done. I can, uh, yeah, there's really, there's no, you can't, you can't do it.
1: Yeah, it's just, it would be ridiculous, but. Even, even it,
0: movies that are, missed, like, 2001. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. you can talk about that for a while. At a certain for a while. Point, you're done, and you've said what you can say about it. Um. Yeah, I mean, that movie, you know,
1: that movie's, I don't know, two, two hours, maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, I think like 20, I think. It's. You know, that's, I mean, that's only, what, maybe three episodes worth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Take that, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> 2001 is not that impressive. You heard it here first.
1: Oh, no, that's not what I mean. I what just...
0: said. No, that's not what... <laughs> you said it should be a footnote in the annals of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> now I feel like I want to take a stand and say that just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like, yes, that's right. Also Citizen Kane is blah. <laughs> blah. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, guys. Nice try, yeah. <laughs> Call me when it's in color. hmm Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's pretty it's pretty incredible and I think um Lost does do this kind of T V thing the best where you have a huge cast of characters, uh huge stakes, uh realistic situations and impossible situations, uh mm-hmm. relatable situations and unrelatable situations. Um, yeah. and you have the whole gamut of really every human emotion. And idea at some point is pretty much captured on this show. Yeah. Um. And that's pretty. That's a pretty special, you know, thing. You know, I always think about um, when I think about the the power of TV. I think about uh, Andy Whitfield, who was uh, the lead actor on Spartacus: uh, mm-hmm. Blood and Sand. You know, who who passed away after the first year of that show. And I think that what's really spectacular is even though his life and career was cut short he got to emote every single human emotion there is on screen, captured for all eternity. You know, his family and his kids will always be able to see him be alive and in motion and being human and emoting, you know, Mm -hmm. which is, it's just, that's not everybody gets that. Who gets that? You know, most of us, we're, we're, we're left with just the memories, which are great, you know, of our loved ones and stuff and people we care about. But, but to actually get to see uh, – to, to capture a full range of uh, humanity, it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Um, but, yeah, so 10 years, eight years of Lost Lowdown. Um, our our um, next – hopefully, you know, we've been talking about this on and off podcasts. We really want to get J.J. Uh, – I keep saying J.J. <laughs> – I'd like to get JJ. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think, right. I think we stand a better chance of getting First <laughs> Carlton and David. Yeah, yeah, step one. I was looking at this thing online. I saw his name, JJ. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get Carlton and David on the podcast at some point and, uh, and do our list of questions that they have not been asked before. Uh, so yeah. at very, not only interest to us and the listeners, but, uh, to them, hopefully it'll be a change of pace. Uh, although I really, I, I think about what we would ask them, and I really just, as a joke, really, really, really just want to, the first thing to be. So they were dead the whole time, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just just to make the most obvious joke you can make, you know. Right, Like right. We're, gonna, we're not going to ask you any question you've been asked before. Okay, so they're dead the whole time. And <laughs> when, when did they all die together, you know? Okay. The time the plane crash, right? The yeah, plane crash, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was also reading this, um uh, I was reading this interview with Damon and Carlton today that they, they, they posted, um they posted again for the 10th anniversary. It was actually a, a little bit ago, maybe a few months. Um, and the interviewer asked them, like, can you explain, um, Naveen Andrews, like, long fingernails?
0: Oh, yeah, I read that, too. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And, yeah, and they were like, yeah, he liked to play guitar, and so he would keep his fingernails long to, like, finger pick the... Yeah. the, ...the strings. Um... And, and Carlton was like, you know, we've never been asked that before. Like, uh, it's, he said like, it's really rare that anyone asks us a question about laws that we haven't mm-hmm. answered before. Yeah. You know? And I feel like we can do that easily. Yeah, I think it'd be so easy. It's just that most people that interview them ask them the same stuff because it's like standard interview stuff.
0: Standard interview stuff and standard what? audiences and fans and listeners want to hear, but you know, yeah. n- not to the degree that they've already got gotten the answers, but you know, I think that's what interviewers think they want to hear, but yeah, it's more just standard interview stuff. The more, the, the most obvious surfacey questions you can ask. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I guess like for the average person, that's all they really want to read yeah. or, you know, look at, but, um, Yeah, I think, I think we could definitely give them a unique interview.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely want to pitch them our ideas of how, how one should view the show or could view the show for optimal viewing and mitigating, uh, angst and anger. Um, and, and, you know, pitching them some theories, um, Mm -hmm. about how things could be tied together and see what they, I would love to see how they either answer or evade the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're so good about that. Yeah. Even to this day.
0: <laughs>
1: it's amazing. It's amazing. I I I admire their their commitments. Um I still feel like the day will come where they'll like let some things slip. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think I think the wound is still open. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't quite you can, you can tell. And I think with, uh, Damon doing, uh, the leftovers and, uh, some of the conversations about Lost getting reignited by that show, um, uh, you can tell that he's still, he's still kind of, he's still kind of feeling that, that after effect,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, of, um, you know, of the ending of the series and the fan reaction. Yeah. That, you know, sort of haunts him with every project he ever does.
0: Oh, it, it's branded <laughs> on his forehead.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he also had an interview, like someone got him on Skype on the Huffington post for about 15 minutes for the, for the 10th anniversary. And, uh, it wasn't a bad interview. It was fairly interesting. It's like him in his office on Skype. And so it was kind of cool, kind of casual, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and he specifically said in that interview that this this sort of idea that we have about, um, you know, instead of sort of giving definitive, um, objective answers about things, he prefers to just show things, have characters uh, see them or interact with them, and draw their own conclusions. While at the same time, the viewer draws their own conclusions about what that means and how to interpret it, you know? Yeah. And he was like, if you don't like that, you really just shouldn't watch stuff that I write because that's, like, the main thing I like to write.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Left I had never Prometheus. heard him. Prometheus.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And obviously lost. Um,
0: and actually, and- quick aside, yeah, I mean, that is the central thing in Prometheus. That is the, I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But that is the thing they get wrong, is their interpretation of the signs that lead them to the engineers. You know, they think, oh, well, this little star chart is pointing to where they are. We should go and greet our makers, you know, or greet the people Mm -hmm. who we're related to. And they'll welcome, no, your interpretation was wrong. They do not care about you. In fact, they were planning to go destroy you all. You know, right. and so that idea is literally there of like misplaced meaning, mis- misinterpretation, uh, leading to downfall, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And, uh, uh, you know, not everyone likes that kind of storytelling, I guess. Or mm-hmm. maybe they do like it, but at the end, somehow it makes them angry.
0: <laughs> I think part of it is just the context. Again, it, it's not a typical way to write to, to, to tell a story. Um yeah. unless you know that's what you're getting into. Right. Um, you know, so you can go into the leftovers having seen loss and you go, Okay, I know the kind of thing, you know, uh I might get out of this, you know, or if you are familiar with the book, you know, okay, well, they're not necessarily gonna be explaining or investigating the the rapture or the sudden departure. Right. Uh, you know, so don't, don't invest in that because they're not going to do it, you know. So part of, yeah. you know, you know, my, my, my quote that I love about this is, um, every criticism is born of an unmet expectation, you know. So mm-hmm. anytime you're upset or you criticize something or you're complaining about something is because you had an expectation, you know, uh, that was not met. So yeah. people don't like the ending of losses they had an expectation, you know, mm-hmm. part of it was what they brought to the table. Part of it was what the show brought to the table. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's our running joke is the show was like, why did you know? Yes. We made you think that. Why did you think that? You know, mm-hmm. like just because we led you to that direction, does it mean yeah. you should have thought that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like it's still not our fault. Like, yeah. You're still to blame for your interpretation. Even if we, it, even if you think we pushed you in that direction.
0: Yeah. It's like, Uh, it's like, don't think of an elephant. You immediately think of an Mm -hmm. elephant. What? I told you not to think of an elephant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Why are you thinking of an elephant?
1: That's what it's like. And it is very strange because typically if they want you to think about something, it's because they want you to think about it instead of, uh... Instead of as this weird like commentary on you know subjectivity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think that's just that's a really unique thing about that about the the Lost Writing style and something Damon Lindelof is obviously like really um, really drawn to. Yeah, for sure. um, and I guess I really appreciate it, even though like I do I do see why it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think one of my main problems in season six was like, I really, um, and, and you know, at a certain point, I just made this decision, and this is something Damon would be like, well, good for you. I made this decision like, I'm just going to believe this. Yeah. You know, um, because I need to believe this for the story to work for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and he would probably say, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want you to do. Yeah believe what you believe what you want to believe to so like you know make the story work for you that's fine you know but like i really was frustrated by characters saying things and like then my doubt about like but is it true
0: Did yeah they just yeah say that, that was that was our big kind of turning point towards the end of just realizing you know a lot of this is hearsay you know and i i went and listened to our original uh lost loadout podcast for um uh for further instructions uh mm-hmm. and we were talking about or maybe maybe i listened to some of the, the pilot commentary too but we were talking about smoky mm-hmm. um and we were like um oh no 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 that's what it was it was in further instructions and you were doing your segment because we used to have this segment where you would talk about uh you know either articles that um that came out about Lost or you would review the Lost the official Lost podcast with Carlton Damon and oh. we, you would talk about what they said and and you know one of the things they said oh, was I about
1: that Yeah, okay. one of the
0: things they said was we'll this season we will see the Flame Station. Mhm. Um you know so it's really interesting so then you go and you um uh I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh Flame think, Station I was and then I, point about
1: well do you remember what I said, or do you, you don't remember what no, I – no the
0: point wasn't what you said the point was uh that we would see the flame station and our reaction oh no, that's what my point was how we would take things at face value and use that for theories, so basically uh like with Smokey, I would you know the thing about hearsay was my point. Mm-hmm. you know what we should believe that character just because a character says it doesn't mean it's true and so i was making this point in the podcast because i i had this theory for literally like two minutes that the you know you we were like well what is the flame station and i was like oh i think it's where the controls for Smokey is and you were uh-huh. like really and then and then you basically convinced me otherwise because i i ended up saying something like uh Yeah, well I don't think Dharma could have created Smokey because it's either A, really high tech and more advanced than them, or B, it's really mystical, which was the answer was B. Yeah. Um and and one of them was right. Yeah, I know. And then you're like, oh, but if if they couldn't have created it, you think they can control it? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, (laughs) huh, maybe that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um But but it's that but anyway, my point about Smokey was I was saying uh well you know I was rationalizing what Smokey is and why they could control or whatever and the point was I'm like well Rousseau says it's a security system mm-hmm. so it was that kind of thing so up yeah. right to this point of saying oh just because she said it's a security system doesn't mean she's right right and it took because... us a long time to get to the realization that yeah. This, these are they're playing telephone, you know, like yeah. one character is seeing something. They tell another character. That second character tells a third. The third character never saw the original thing. Yep. You know, Dogan. You know, Dogan is going mm-hmm. off what he, yep. what Richard tells him, and Richard, right. con- you know, and so it's really yeah. that we saw that idea play out. Richard got it from scene after scene after scene after scene. And we did, you know, it started to creep in our mind, something's wrong, something's weird about, it. this isn't normal TV storytelling. Yeah. Or really normal storytelling in general, where a character says something, you can take it at face value. Um right. it's like, no, the whole point is everybody's saying something different, and that's the point. Right. And it's, it's, right. it's not an obvious thing to grasp unless you podcast for a couple hundred hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. The the Russo thing is a great example because uh what they revealed in season 5 when they were time traveling is that she got the idea that this uh smoke monster was a security system from from Robert.
0: Mhm. that's yep.
1: what that's what he tells her. That's what he tells her. You him. know, she's like that monster it changed you and he's like it's not a monster, it's a security system. Mm-hmm. You know? And why did he say that? I we don't really know cuz we didn't get to see but like either you know Smokey Montan told him or he that was just his interpretation you know yeah. like we don't really know why he said that but the point is the origin of it was not someone who really knew yeah <laughs> you know and so like she's just repeating this thing and you know who knows why she even believes it you yeah. know because she shoots him afterwards
0: <laughs> and you know it, it goes back to our our little our little uh example of this whole idea of interpretation with uh using the numbers right like if you tell the story of the numbers in chronological order through no period of time will you ever think the numbers are mystical you will always see mm-hmm. people who misinterpret it you'll see hurley use the numbers and think you know and something hap- A coincidence happens He gets some bad luck and he thinks, oh, well, the numbers are cursed. Right. But if you watch in chronological order, if you if you you'll have a different interpretation and it's the same, you know, we we get that really in the most obvious sense with across the sea with Mother being the original information giver of the Mm -hmm. show. You know, giving yeah. the basic information of what the island is, what the light, case, what the source is, and all that stuff, and and you know, obviously by that point we were realizing you can't trust people say, but I mean that's right. really telling the audience that listen, somebody told mother what she's telling them. Who knows yeah. if that person was right?
1: Yep, and you know, I know that they, that's what they want. I mean, the savvy viewer is going to realize that. I think at the time I was really frustrated by that because it was like, this is our ultimate answer episode. I want my fucking answers. I don't yeah. want, I don't want like hearsay and conjecture and like my, my uh, complete inability to know. What's what in terms of what she's saying? Like, mm-hmm. how much of it is actually true? How much of it is stuff she's just making up? Even if she's making it up, maybe it's still true. I don't know anything, you know, and I feel very, I feel very lost uh, in terms of these basic uh, mysteries of the show. Which, what which is, is which the is island? The
0: point, which is the point of the show, right? I mean, that's what yeah. I think. That is really totally. what is ironic is the show is called Lost. It's telling you what you'll be watching the show. Yep. You know, it's telling you that all these people will be that. It's telling you they won't ever find the answers because anyone that will give them an answer got that from somebody else, interpreted a situation from somebody else or, or interpreted their way and told somebody else, you know, so it's really, it's, it's not an obvious thing. It's like a magic eye, you know, it's not obvious until it's obvious. Um, because it's so unusual you know you don't watch star trek or alias or the sopranos or any any other 99.9 percent of tv shows you see something a character says something it's true um until it's you know unless it's just part of the plot that it's a ruse or a con or a lie and we'll get the truth later you know but that's not going to be an ongoing thread that that yeah guys here's another example of this is your interpretation. How you should interpret things is up to you. What the meaning you place on it is up to you. Yep. Uh, you know, there is no path lock for you to walk on. There's only the con Man in Black is pulling on you. And there's only your will to be, uh, duped into this. You know, there's only, you know, all, all that stuff, which is an insane proposition for a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but for a mystery show, it's almost exactly what you want uh because yeah. it means that the mystery is is the ultimate mystery which is is again what they said recently uh we talked about before there are two big questions that they answer or that the show tries to answer which are the two questions no one ever asked on the show um uh, and why would they Why would they what's the meaning of life and what happens after you die Yeah you know which which are the ultimate mysteries
1: Absolutely yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a really ambitious thing to do.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Uh, can you imagine it, if that's how they pitched it, uh, to the ABCs? <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, it's gonna be, yeah, I mean, we'll have survivor style stuff going on, but it's really about, you know, the meaning of life and what happens after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, they're so not, that's, uh, rejected. Thank you. <laughs> next. <laughs> Yeah, come back when you have something people want to watch. Yeah, come back when you have a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh it's totally crazy. But you know, it is another thing that I really appreciate about Lost, um both in in big ways addressing things like that and also in small ways with like the way they um the way they took risks in terms of changing up the the show, the format, mm-hmm. um uh the way the story went i mean i i still think uh uh i think given the audience they had and the fact that they were on a network i still think it's pretty cool like the the number of like very um risky
0: story moves that they made yeah you're talking about season five aren't you
1: yeah for example (laughs) for for example.
0: example yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Season five was definitely a, a huge version of that. But I also feel like it was a huge, the flash sideways was a huge risk, Yeah. you know, and you might say the risk failed and maybe it did. Yeah. But I'm still kind of impressed that they were willing to bet like a whole huge part of the season on that idea, yeah. you know, in terms of you're going to watch this for, you know, uh 17 hours or so before we tell you what it is. And we're just gonna expect you to be invested in this nebulous thing that we're not gonna explain for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, I think that was a, a huge, a huge, uh, risk to take. A, a lot to ask of the audience. Yeah. You know? Like, watch these characters in this strange
0: world that you don't know what it is. And they're not You'd... the characters that you've been watching the whole time. Right. You know exactly. they're in this other thing they're doing these other things they haven't done before um, and you're you're spending the rest of the time trying to figure out how this relates to what we've been watching the whole time,
1: yeah, exactly, and it's like I think people had a hard time investing because they just didn't they didn't really understand like how this ties in with the people they care about,
2: yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, I think that was the, that was the danger in that move, you know, it was like losing the audience and just having them not care,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but I, I think, uh, uh, you know, when you look back on it, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of an impressive, crazy thing that they tried. Yeah. We're going to do a whole portion of the season that takes place in the afterlife of the characters. <laughs> It's like what? Like that's that's just that's just that idea sounds like there's no way it could work. Yeah, you know. Um,
0: and but... it's not you know, and it, again, it's not the it's not it's in this afterlife that's a creation of reality, mm-hmm. our version of reality that's different than what we've seen. Because I was just thinking you know, it might have been an interesting way to go if they. Have the flash sideways, but the flash sideways is takes place is in a in a in a reality where everything's the same except they didn't get on the plane. They never met. Right. You know what I mean. Where it's not like Jack has a son because he didn't have a son mm-hmm. before. Yeah. You know, so it's not this idealized place where they can work out some of their problems. It's just literally this is a reality where they never met. Their lives are they're still so they're broken obviously and now they need to find each other and quote on, you know, sort of metaphorically get on the plane uh, and, right. and, and rejoin to go back to the, you know, so they could have gone that route where, yeah. where it would have been, it would have been more relatable because we could have understood, okay, well, Jack's at the hospital. He's a doctor. He's divorced from mm-hmm. Sarah. You know, he, he comes back from, you know, bringing Christian from Australia. He has a funeral and he goes on with his life, but he's more miserable. You know, he goes back to drinking or whatever, like, uh, he's more miserable, and the whole thing is about here are these people in the exact same situation as if they didn't ever crash on the plane yeah. and start the story from there and then ended with they needing to wake up and realize that they had this other life and stuff. But instead, they give us this fantasy world that they live in uh, That's rem- that's a bit removed from the reality that we had been watching the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely ambitious. I think failing big is, is better than, 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 than failing small. So they, you know, if it's a fail, it's a big one.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I would rather them try things. And, you know, I think, I mean, I think there are aspects of the flash side was at work. And, and I think also, um, if they just made a few tweaks, some of which have been suggested on this podcast
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by
1: such hosts as Claude from the Lost Lowdown. (laughs) I know that guy, um, he's good. Yeah, 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 no, very insightful. Um, I would say, uh, I would say that they could really make the last, the Flash Sideways, uh, totally work for me. Yeah. The thing that was missing for me is, the main thing, it was, was tying in the, the islands.
0: Yeah, and you know, I was just thinking, I, I think that's, a, that's a bit of a misstep. I'll, I'll try to see if I remember, I'll remember to try to see. <laughs> <laughs> what I think when we get back to season six, but uh, yeah. I really think showing the island underwater, it was a red herring, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it was a red herring in a way, but it was also, they were trying to telegraph to us what's going like sort of metaphorically. The island yeah. doesn't exist or something, but I really wish there was a different way to show that because I think that really threw people off and of what we were supposed to be watching. And Definitely. I almost think we just should have not seen the island at all. You know, mm-hmm. just don't show yeah. it and we'll know it doesn't have any connection.
1: Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, definitely. I mean, the thing is they played, they played up, they're, they're doing some misdirection with that. I mean, it's kind of like the incident where they, even up until the last episode, like Locke's, uh, you know, Man in Black's talking about how, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna go, uh, take Desmond and find a light cave and he's going to like, you know, pull the plug thing and then the Island's going to sink into the yeah. ocean. Yeah. And they, and they really get us to think that, Oh, maybe like when the mm-hmm. Island sinks, like that's, you know, that's what we're seeing in the flash sideways. Like, mm-hmm. I think they, I think they teased that something like that might be coming, you know, even up until the last, Minute. And then you realize no, it was just purely metaphorical. I think another really strange moment is the scene with Ben and his father when um when Ben's dad like talks about um when he talks about the island, he's like, Yeah, remember when like I was in the Dharma initiative and we went to the island? Like, those guys are cool. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and it's just like, what? Like, <laughs> It was just, it was just really strange. Like the point was supposed to be, I guess, the contrast because like he, you know, he just kind of had contempt for the Dharma and hated his life there. Yeah. And so he kind of says the opposite. And I guess, you know, we're supposed to believe at a certain point they left, but the whole idea that like they actually went to the island, I
0: mean, I and just, then you and then might go, choice. and then you and then like to the thing you were saying before, pulling the plug, sinking the island, and then you go, oh, okay, so the island did exist, Dharma was there, mm-hmm. but then at some point the plug was pulled and it sank. So yeah. then the evil escaped? Mm-hmm. And this is a world yeah. where the evil escaped? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I remember that theory. I remember yeah. that theory that, like, this is a world where uh, where uh the, the man in black has been let loose. And it mm-hmm. was like, yeah, but then, like, where's all the evil? Yeah, where's all that evil? We were promised evil. <laughs> this is not the evil I signed up for. And that, that
0: actually would have been an, uh, another interesting take on the final season, was, was showing us the world if man in black is not defeated and mm-hmm. and how bad that would be. And you know, yeah. that would have of course giving us an answer. Uh, so they weren't going to do that, but like, that would have been interesting to see the world where man in black escaped. And then the losties have to wake up and realize, Oh, we really got to defeat this guy because look how awful everything would be if he got out. Yeah,
1: Yeah. 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 It would have been cool. That was another thing that I really wanted. Like, confirmation objective information on you know i wanted to see some clear evidence and god damn it i wanted man in black to know Mm -hmm. you know i wanted him to know that yeah when i leave the island the world's gonna end yeah and i don't care you know (laughs) like i wanted him to own that Mm -hmm. You know? And it was disappointing to me that he's just like, No, what is nothing's gotta happen. Get over it, you know. Like I almost
0: wonder if he even knew he was a smoke monster. Like maybe he never saw himself in the mirror. Well no, I mean obviously people talked to him about being a smoke smokey. But like it just he was so removed from what he was that it seemed like he didn't even he didn't even know he was shapeshifting or wafting around in a cloud of smoke, you know, it was so that's the bad part of seasons of the, the last, you know, Man in Black is Locke and all that stuff is, yeah. is he never owned it. Even to say, like, even to give him a vindictive quality of to be like, yeah, I'm going to get out off this island and I'm going to make everyone as miserable as I've mm-hmm. been for the last 2,000 years. Yeah. You know, maybe that's all he needs to say to be like the world's going to end, you know. Um, but they didn't even want to give, they didn't want to give him that much because they didn't want to say, I think ultimately they didn't want to say he was evil incarnate. They wanted to say anyone who called him evil incarnate, that was their perspective, that was their impression, that was Mm -hmm. their meaning, uh, but it's not, it's not objective.
1: Right. Right. And, and I think also, like, if you want to believe it, then you can. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from his point of view, he's not that. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh we're not gonna tell you one way or the other what really is the case. And see th- I think
0: I, I don't know. I think the show could have been better to actually have Jacob be more good, more sort of uh the archetype of good and man in black be more the archetype of evil because you have Ben who's the character who's like well maybe he's good maybe he's bad depending on his situation he does bad things uh but from his perspective he's not evil he does what he needs to do he can justify his actions you know even by the end of the show he's not you know he's not uh he's not somebody we want to be see dead really even though he killed Locke and I do to that, but you know what I mean yeah. like, They, they I think he's the guy who would have satisfied that kind of weird quasi middle ground of is he evil or not uh but to have been and and even Woodmore too right Woodmore got his evil erased from his uh resume he by did his. and so yeah. you know so it's like everyone gets you know everyone gets to not really be evil then right. come on somebody should be evil right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like
1: they're all redeemable, you know? Oh. And if if Jack was just willing to give him a second chance, like, <laughs> maybe he could have worked things out yeah. with old Smokey. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, like, that's sort of how I felt, um, you know, when they have the big fight on the cliff. It was like, he shows up, and, like, I kind of felt like, okay, well, he's... You know, based on what he's done so far and, you know, killing the people um, on the submarine, you know, not to mention, like, everything else he was responsible for before that, yeah. um, how much of which Jack understood, I don't know. But uh it was like, okay, I guess this is enough reason to just go, like, get him for revenge. But it did kind of bother me that, you know, there wasn't anything more than that. You know, yeah. you didn't, you didn't get the sense that, you know, this is a fight for, you know, the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was really narrow. The, the stakes were, were way more narrow. Uh, at, at worst the island would have sank. Yeah. You know, and, you know, which I think it's too narrow for this show. Yeah. Uh, it definitely should have, it definitely should have, I mean, even if they don't want to say the world's going to end, at least make us think it's possible. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and I mean, I guess, um, uh, uh, because, and yeah, so, uh, I'm trying to organize, organize my thoughts about this, um, uh,
0: organize them alphabetically
1: because of the because of the way like a lot of aspects of the man in black as we discussed before are like potentially um, really frightening mm-hmm. you know um, I was just I was just reading this thing uh, I was just reading this article by Stephen King today where he was talking about horror of course and he was talking about how like explanations always kill horror. They always make things less scary.
0: The Jeepers Creepers effect.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so it's just like, once you get to the explanations, like you're, you're less scary now. And, um, I do think that, uh, there was a lot of potential and like, I kind of wanted this, I guess, because he has these qualities, you know, we've compared him to like the clown on it, which is like crazy, you know, scary character mm-hmm. that you know isn't really explained if you read the 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 book or watch the miniseries um i i really wanted i really wanted to get some of that for a man in black because i felt like he had that potential you know but like even though they were not big on answers they did give us explanations mm-hmm. you know for him i mean they told us like about his childhood and about like how he became that way and his relationship to Jacob and like, they really humanized him a lot. Yeah. yeah. And once you do that, um, you know, the character isn't scary anymore, but I think the other thing that makes him not scary is that he doesn't see, like you said, he doesn't seem to believe in his own powers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like that's just weird. Like I can't even imagine it like I didn't do nothing to you. Why Can you
0: imagine? Yeah. What why are that? you why are you running away? I'm just in a drain. <laughs> yeah, what? what's what's the problem with is this not what people do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it walked home it walked home all despondent, like, I can't ever yep. make new friends. Like, I don't know why. Is it something I did? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just
1: so disappointing. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing, and I've said this many times, but I think it, I think it fits in, st- you know, in it, it's, it's it. It doesn't have a name. Yeah. You know, it's the same idea as the man in black, right? They don't give him a name, yeah. you know, because, because to give him a name takes away some of his it mystery.
0: Makes him relatable inflatable with Yeah. Him.
1: Yeah. Totally, and like they said, they intentionally didn't give him a name because they thought that it was more appropriate for the character to preserve that. But you know, it's like, but you did all this other stuff. Why not give him a name with all the other stuff you did? Like, I feel like it didn't, it didn't fit. the The character with no name shouldn't have had all these explanations. Yeah, I buy that. It should either be he's got a name and the explanations, or he's the Man in Black, and we do not we do not humanize him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he takes credit for his goddamn powers because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really frustrating. And, you know, I mean, I'm a hundred percent convinced that he's the one like doing the, the dreams and stuff and that he's responsible for all uh, many of these things that we see. You know, I'm, you know, these, these dead characters that appear and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. I feel like it's really clear from the storytelling, but you know, at the, in the end, it is my interpretation. Yep. Yep. And, uh, there is no on-screen proof that he could, uh, invade your dreams, you know? He mm-hmm. never takes credit for that. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know for sure. And that, I mean, I always found that frustrating. It's like, it's not like, I mean, the whole point was, yes, I made your dreams. Cause that's what I want to do. Like Freddie.
0: Could you imagine Freddie not taking credit for <laughs> invading your dreams? <laughs> dreams. What are you talking about? I didn't do nothing to you. That wasn't, that was somebody else <laughs> with a, with a burned face and uh finger knives. Exactly.
1: It's just totally ridiculous. It's like, yeah. it's, It's, it feels like a mishmash of ideas, you know, that doesn't really fit. And yeah, like, I, I think, uh, if you, if you give, if you really give, um, uh, if you really give that much, uh, humanity and also like, uh, uh, lack of knowledge about their own capabilities, they just, they can't be very scary or threatening.
0: Yeah, cause they can't wield it, uh, consciously and, uh, directly. You know, that's yeah. that's what's threatening, right? Is when someone's coming at you on purpose, not accidentally. Oh, you might maybe get, uh, get, um, I can't think of the other word, um, uh, claimed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking conscripted. <laughs> um you might get Bad. you know, you might get claimed if you do XYZ, you know, if maybe it's a, if it's a full moon and you cross paths with smokey, you know. It's like no. If he wants you, he'll take you. That's scary. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah. and you know, I was just thinking, uh we were I was listening like I said before, I was listening to the, the um the Further Instructions podcast and we were talking about how stupid it was that the polar bear kidnapped Echo and we're like, <laughs> God, it makes no sense. You know, polar bears would never do that. You know, we're just going on and on and on and on and on about that stupid plot line. But now we go, okay, that wasn't a real polar bear. Yeah. That's man in black. It makes so much more sense. And we were trying to figure out why would the polar bear do that? What was the whole point of that? Uh, You know, and now we, you know, and I, I I I did mention something about a test, but I couldn't really piece together what the test was because it didn't seem like a polar bear is going to test somebody. Right. You know. But when you say, okay, that's man in black, then you go, okay, well, he can, he can test somebody. He's got a plan. He's got things he wants because he's human, you know? Absolutely. And what I would say is in terms of, like, I agree. Man in black should have got a name. I think, I think when, when we get to across the sea and, and, uh, Jacob throws him down in the, in the light cave and he comes out the other side and, you know, Smokey flies away, but the dead body of Titus Oliver is there. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Jacobson has been like, I'm sorry brother, and says his name. Yeah. In his mo- you know, the most human we've ever seen this guy, which is coming off of his entire life story up until that point, as a yeah. young boy, as a young man wanting to leave the island, which is a relatable thing, as someone who was in, you know, inter- interesting and in, uh, had ingenuity. You know, he built a donkey wheel and he, mm-hmm. you know, befriended the the other Romans who came to the island, all that mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. And then he ends up getting killed with a feud with his brother. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been the point to say his name once and for just just once and never again for two thousand yeah. years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh And boom, it's done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That would that would've worked. That would've worked just fine. That would've worked just fine. I I was expecting it earlier. I was expecting it when he was born. Mm -hmm. You know? Like Jacob comes out, and it's like, wow, and she's like, His name is Jacob You know, they always do that. Yeah. And then like, Oh shit, it's another baby mm-hmm. And then like the other baby comes out and then like it's she Wally. looks over and they zoom in and she's like I didn't pick a second name.
0: Yeah <laughs> And was I was just like So anti yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like they they were so they were ready that I mean they were they had it they had the, the moment written for them if they wanted to say the name. You know? Like they could have done it right there really easily. Yeah. But, obviously, mother, even if the original mother didn't give a name, obviously the, he was called something, right? I mean, it makes no yes. sense that they never gave him a name, right? Why, is it Jacob and brother? Like, what did, yeah. it, what did they call, what did they call him? You know, like, he must have had a name.
0: Maybe they he just was just always it. brother. He is brother. You can, you it's Jacob get a, and brother. You could get away with brother for most conversations. Uh, yeah. and it is very old school, you know, it's very quaint and ancient, uh, mother, you know. The husband calls the wife mother. The wife calls the husband mm-hmm. father sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, you, I could almost see them doing that, but I, I almost – and the, I guess that's the question is, does he have a name? <laughs> that's a question. Right. Really, that's unanswered. Like did you just not tell us his name or did he actually mm-hmm. never have a name?
1: My assumption was that mother gave him a name and they just wrote it so that they wouldn't have to say it on screen, yeah, so that we don't find out what it is.
0: That's more likely, I think. Uh, I think that's more likely. But that's I, likely. I think it's kind
1: of an interesting idea that he never got a name.
0: Yeah, like, like she never thought of a name, and maybe for some, because she was the birth mother, that's where the name came from, and she didn't have a name, and so they, until mother, you know, Alice and Janie, mother, like, never gave him a name. Mm-hmm. Because for most of his life when he's a kid she's gonna call him baby right you know when he's a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> right, uh, and then you know yeah i I can almost see it i mean I feel like that's a question that that's a question we could ask Carlton and Damon is, did he actually have a name, yeah, not, not what was his name? did he have right. a name
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I think that's I think that's a good one that they could probably answer,
0: yeah. Without and having
1: to give yeah, away they, what they want.
0: Exactly. You don't have to tell us what the name was. Just say, did he have a name? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah, like, I really want to say the answer is yes, but yeah, it's, it, it could, it's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, if just because of how they grew up isolated, like, if it was, a, you know, right. any other situation, I'd be, like, less inclined to believe that. But it's it's just the three of them for a really long time. I could see, I could see them, but, you know, and then, you know, maybe when he, when he, when he is an adult and he goes to live with the, with the other people who are settling on the island, you know, maybe they call him friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. uh, stranger, stranger, friend, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: No, that it's totally possible. That's, there's no reason why that's not true. It's just, uh. Uh, I just thought it would be kind of weird that Jacob has a name and he doesn't, you know, yeah. and that, like he would. Oh, it's
0: definitely weird. Yeah. No matter what, it's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, but it is a unique situation, and when it is just the three of them, it it, it isn't necessary. Yeah. So. And like you, like, you wouldn't, really you, you
0: couldn't get away with both of them not having names. Right. But you could get away with one of them not having names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I see what you mean. Um, what I was going to say about the polar bear being, um, man in black is that, you know, at the time, I, I think we couldn't have guessed that.
0: No way. No because way. We, we didn't did even it. know Smokey was a, was anything but a security system.
1: Yeah. So we're about to talk about an episode where we first get the reveal that, in fact, uh, Smoky can take the form of dead people, yep you know, and that was a new piece of information, yep, you know we had no idea, and it was pretty shocking um, when they reveal this, and I feel like after this, we could have potentially come up with the theory mm-hmm. that that he was the polar bear. But, well, uh, but
0: that's still an, that's still another leap though, right? To say he can leap, take the yeah. form of dead people is still another leap to say, and he can also take the form of random animals, uh, yeah, if he wants, yeah. you know, cause then we would have to backtrack to the tree frog.
1: True, true. Oh, but after this, in the Nikki and Paolo episode, he, uh, apparently takes the form of the, the, the spider. Spider,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And so if we, if we, uh, wait if, a if minute, if we get to there,
0: that's now that I think about it after all these hours, why didn't he just be a spider and poison everybody he wanted to like? Why didn't he just turn into the most poisonous thing on the island and then kill everybody in their sleep?
1: Well, he couldn't kill them because uh they're- they're candidates because of the rules
0: uh but but what if he poisons them like he paralyzes them as they like. Get into the water to go swim or like
1: Yeah, I mean that's basically what he did with Nikki and Paolo. That's why yeah. he missed the rules, because they weren't gonna die except they were buried. Yeah. You know? And so yeah, I guess that would be the plan. Like like bite them bite them, get them paralyzed, and then yeah. <laughs> it's a short show. And then he killed all the candidates because he was a spider.
0: Shitty <laughs> <laughs> he is more like it was <laughs> to a spider wow
1: but yeah <laughs> i think i mean i feel like we didn't really process you know nikki and Paolo kind of took center stage because it was like about them and the yeah. nikki and Paolo controversy was a really big deal in season three you know um it... oh good we've kind of moved on at this point and so i feel like we didn't really take in the implications that like he can turn into animals too yeah you know to, to reach back. But it's yeah. it would have been possible, but I don't think I ever had that
0: thought. I mean it is crazy to give him dead people, animals, and dreams. And yeah. telekinesis when he wants it.
1: Right. Right. You know,
0: but I, I was gonna mention like in the original podcast for for uh uh Every Man for Himself we said the exact same thing about Paolo of like, why is this new guy being an asshole? Mm-hmm. Like he should not be an asshole if he, <laughs> to to the people we like if we want, uh if they want us to like this guy. <laughs> we said the exact same thing.
1: That's really funny. After all these
0: years. <laughs> yeah. Still the same reaction. Like why are you such yep. an asshole the first time we see you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just a bad way to make us try to like a character. Mhm. You know, like it's it's doomed to fail. Cuz we've already spent time with Desmond. We don't care about you. No. <laughs> so like you need to you need to respect Desmond a little bit before Yeah. before we're going to think about liking you. <laughs> like yeah, that was yeah, that was really annoying. Um Yeah, I I mean Oh I was going to say I'm also convinced that he was the boar the the boar that pursued Sawyer.
0: Oh. Because I I think
1: I think in that episode there are there are certain elements that really make me think that the boar is this is the smoke monster.
0: Yeah. Um
1: it's a bit of a weird thing to do,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. to say the least.
1: Oh, and uh I guess he's like Kate's horse also. Yeah. That's a bit strange. So, yeah, he's, he's into being animals. I don't know why he stopped doing that later on in the show. Because mm-hmm. He was like all about being animals well, during animals. this period. But yeah, I think I think we didn't have enough information to guess it, but we could have guessed it by the end of season 3. But yeah, it was just it was hard. You know, there's so much. Yeah. Uh there's so much going on, you know, and it's it's hard to it's hard to know what the important details are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think we really understood how fundamental the smoke monster was.
0: To I the I mean, if you could have said, "Wow, you know, in the pilot, that that thing in the jungle is uh one of the most powerful forces on the island. It's gonna be kind of, you know, it was the original thing on the island, and it's gonna end the show. It's all about mm-hmm. what that thing is, you know. It, that Smokey, for the longest time, seemed like, you know, just a threshold guardian, a security system, just like yeah. something we'll find out on the road to finding out the really important stuff, right? And it's and it again, it's it's a really interesting kind of. Plot twist or whatever to kind of dangle one of the most important things on the show really early on, uh, and yeah. not and us not even realize how important it is. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 I, and it's it's it just it makes rewatching it really different
0: because mm-hmm.
1: like that stuff stands out more than it did at the time. Yeah. Because at the time, like you said, it was just a piece of the puzzle. It was just like, okay, we're gonna find out who Smokey is, and then you know what Smokey is was more like it. And then we're going to find out how that connects to you know what the island is, and mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's gonna be like just a just a gateway or a um, uh, a signpost or just a you know what I mean. Like it's not gonna be the ultimate mystery. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, I, it, it seemed like it was just like, okay, a few times a season, like they're going to bring out the smoke monster and he's going to like go after someone and we're going to get like a little bit more information about what this thing is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, uh, and yeah, they did that for a while, but it never, I think the problem was, I don't know, something happened, something, something really weird happened where we kind of missed the signals that it was the smoke monster behind things.
0: Well, and I, I, to that effect, I, want, I was going to say, and I'll say now <laughs> that um, we didn't think the Smokey had human level intelligence and consciousness. I think that right. was the big jump is we thought it was more like a guard dog or a machine or Something that doesn't have the same level of will and interest and, and goals and motivations that Men in Black has. Yeah. And I think understanding that was a key part of, okay, well this thing isn't just, oh, it's not just attacking you because you're in its territory and you stepped over this imaginary line or something mm-hmm. in the jungles. No, it's after you for a certain reason, you know, and I was just thinking about Locke when, when, when Smokey tries to take Locke. Into the hole, and Locke mm-hmm. is like, "Let me go." And it, you know, like he probably would have dragged Locke into the hole. Maybe there's some underground cavern there, and it probably would have played similar to um, when uh, when Locke talks to. Uh, wait, am I, is that a scene? Am I making this up? Um. Oh, that's Ben. I'm thinking of Ben in the uh, under the temple, but <laughs> but a scene like that. Where he would have appeared to Locke as a dead person, as somebody mm-hmm. Locke knew or whatever, and tried to convince him of something. He wasn't yeah. gonna necessarily go down there and just kill Locke, and he wasn't right. going, and Locke wasn't gonna see Smokey just waft around and do nothing, like he would have saw an apparition of something. Right. And it would have been, uh, it w- he would have had some motivation and some, some coercion towards Locke. And that, you know, and it's kinda like, we can say that now. <laughs> But that's not something we would have thought in that scene when we originally saw it that okay, yeah, Smokey's gonna drag Locke down there and then appear as somebody else to convince Locke to do something. Right. You know, but that's right. probably what would have happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really logical. I mean that's sort of what happens to Rousseau's team. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And you know, they're uh, they also get dragged down. Mm-hmm. Um Or one of them at least gets dragged down.
0: I almost want to say the only person Smokey just outright kills is the pilot. Like, every time, or on, like, Kimi's team and stuff like that. But, like, usually if he's after somebody, it's not... He
1: kind of didn't kill them, though. He just sort of, like, roughed them up a little.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, he kind of came after them. But, I mean, like, most times he's... It's not about Smokey using brute forces to kill somebody. And he it's, killed
1: he killed one of the Rousseau team members too. Uh, well he killed I think two of them but you're right in general that's not and the temple too like when he raids the temple he, when he raids kills the temple a bunch yeah. of people um I think there are times where he'll he'll just straight up and also the black rock when that arrives he, he comes in and kills a couple of yeah. them
0: yeah but it's like he he gets rid of the Echo. people he doesn't need <laughs> like he gets rid of but, but even with that though before that he has a plan True. You know what I mean? Like it's not. He, yeah, he might kill the people who he doesn't need in that group of people. But if he's coming after one person, he's gonna probably appear as an apparition first. Yeah. You know, he's gonna. He's got some plan. He's got some idea of what to do. It's not just about. He's not like like I said. He's not just a guard dog who's gonna just viciously yeah. attack you.
1: He's not prone to just like killing random people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I feel like he. Um... He, he usually has some kind of, some kind of, uh, thought process behind what he's doing.
0: Cause he's a person.
1: And so, yeah. And so if he's gonna kill somebody, it usually is for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I think if this is the episode where we start getting the idea that he does have this human consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's kind of a turning point.
0: Yeah, there's, there's something, there's something going on, and definitely in this episode, where you start to see him differently. I still, I gotta, I mean, we'll, we'll watch it and see, but I still think it wasn't crystal clear even after this, because Jimmy was so weird. Right. And so specific in what he was saying, and so... weird, I'll say that again.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I agree, it's not, it's not fully clear yet, but it's, yeah.
0: it's, I think it's the, the, next big, the sure. yeah,
1: the biggest hint we've had so far.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and, uh, I remember after this, we were, we were totally sure that Christian Shepard, um, it, like I was listening to, a while ago, I was listening to our podcast about the Mobisode with Christian Shepard, the infamous, um,
0: so- wake in. him up. Yeah. Exactly. To go wake up Jack. Go
1: wake up Jack. Yeah, he's got work to do. Yeah. Um. Uh. We were we were both uh quite sure that he was the smoke monster, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were right. Yeah. You know, but then at some point we we. We forgot that or we changed our minds because I know that later on I didn't think Christian Shepard was a smoke monster anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean something about the way they presented him in the cabin um, and at the donkey wheel, I just I just changed my mind, I guess or I forgot I don't know what happened, but it's because when when we find out later again that no it was him, it's like, oh. Well, I should have known that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, as soon as we find out he's Yimmy, the, the parallel is really clear with Christian. Yeah. You know? Because they have a very similar story, crashing on the island, their dead bodies are there, and then their relatives show up. hmm And he appears as that them to them to to manipulate them in some way, you know? And... So I just I really wonder what happened where I changed my mind. We both did, you know, to being so right. And then it was like, what? Chris is a smoke monster.
0: It must have been something. I mean, I'm just thinking when when Claire when he when Claire gets there, she thinks that's her dad. I I think maybe Mm -hmm. something happened with just the long term impersonation and 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 the motivation. It seemed maybe we thought from the motivation factor that it was Christian. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what we were saying back then and when it turned. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I need to go back. I, mean, You're right, I forgot, because we saw him with Claire before we saw him in the cabin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so I need to go back to, because after the Mobisode, we got, he was in the cabin at the beginning of the season too, Hurley season in there. Um, so I got to go back to that, and then... The Claire thing, and then Cabin Fever, and see like at what point (laughs) we changed our minds. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting because I just yeah, I guess it was just that he stayed in that form the whole time, and there's never a follow up scene like here with Yemi, it's follow up scene, Smoke Monster. Yeah, you know, and we never get that with Christian. Yeah. We never get a clear indication that there's a connection between the two, except after the fact when we know what his plans were, and we know what he did, and we know stuff like, oh, the ash circle keeps him out. Yeah,
0: and maybe there was something with the idea that we thought maybe we were being too limited, thinking Smokey only appears as dead people that the living person knows – Mm-hmm. So maybe when Christian was appearing right. as Christian to people who didn't know Christian, we thought, well, okay, it's not smoky then, cuz mm-hmm. he can only use the dead people that that person know. Maybe that factored in somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems logical. And by the way, why was he why did he appear to Christian to Vincent? <laughs>
1: Damn good question. I mean,
0: obviously for the audience's sake, but like for the
1: audience mainly, yeah.
0: Um, it's so you know, and technically, uh, I think technically Smokey could have turned himself into Vincent to go wake up Jack. Uh, Yeah, I think so.
1: (laughs) I think so. Uh, that would have been a crazy scene to show. That wasn't Vincent. Yeah. That was Smokey, which I, which, yeah, I it's think- Pretty
0: much the same thing, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Smokey starting this adventure, but like, more direct.
1: Another element of that scene, speaking of like, Smokey's crazy powers, is that he talks to Vincent,
0: and yeah. Vincent
1: understands him. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say that too. I, I mean, I guess if you can turn into animals, you know how to talk to animals. Um, I
1: guess so, but it's like he tell like go wake go wake up my son. Like Vincent yeah. doesn't even know who Christian or Jack. You know he, I mean he's not their dog. Yeah. So it's like even if he could understand English, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily know who that is. Yeah. So it's like somehow he's able to communicate this to the dog, and it's like what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a retconny kind of scene. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. It 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 kind of doesn't work. It's interesting, but yeah, that's kind of that's a that's a it's several stretches in there. (laughs) Definitely. Cause I forgot. Yeah, Vincent hasn't even met Jack yet. He doesn't even know who Mm -hmm. that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or Christian or anybody that's not Michael and Walt. Yeah.
0: But Vincent, (laughs) they always played Vincent like he knew a little bit too much.
1: They did. They did. It's true. It's true. And yeah, the idea that he talked to the smoke monster like like seconds after the crash, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's crazy. Yeah, it's
0: totally crazy. This, is, this like, is like I know what's going on here.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's the ultimate <laughs> Nikki and Paolo. It's like if he could just talk, yeah. they could have been like done like so quickly. Yeah, like arf, that's the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> Arf! I figured that out years ago!
0: Yeah, you guys are behind. <laughs> Alright, uh, do you want to get into the episode?
1: I think so. I think so. It's very, uh, very apropos for our conversation.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we, uh, we arrived right where we need to be.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely one of those episodes that, uh, that that looks really different after, after you've seen the whole show.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alright, everybody get your players ready if you're gonna sync up with this. Watch some Cost of Living! Alright. Which, uh, I think is like two bucks.
1: <laughs> two bucks! Yeah. Not a bad deal.
0: Pretty, pretty cheap.
1: I'll take it.
0: Two Dharma dollars.
1: <laughs> Dharma bucks, okay, of course. Dharma
0: drachmas. Oh yeah. Oh, man. Uh Okay, here we go. Those are too boring for them. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm ready. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Previously on Lost.
3: Stop. i shoot. No, you won't, son.
0: Previously on Lost, Colleen makes a fatal mistake. Hers. No, you won't, son. Oh, of course. The
3: plane was
0: loaded with heroin. The plane was loaded with heroin. <laughs> <laughs> he says that so casual, he just tosses it.
1: The jungle. I I jungle. He does. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought of that as being casual, but... <laughs> eh,
0: just heroin. Just a oh, heroin plane. Eh, whatever. They're all over the island.
1: I've, I've seen Stranger. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me. Oh, yeah, me.
1: I wonder if that's going to come back up. Nah.
0: They just brought it up so you can remember to forget it. <laughs> I always like this game of, like, who's who. Yeah. They did it to a too. Uh, When Saeed's young, it's like he's got his brother or whatever. Right, right. And it's right. like, which one's Saeed?
1: With Saeed, it's a fake out. I feel like with the size here, you can kind of infer too. Yeah. I think the casting's pretty good here, actually. Yeah, for sure. I always think it's cool when they can find kid actors that are convincingly like,
0: like feel like
1: they could grow up to be that person.
0: I would, yeah, I always wonder if they get pictures of the adult actors as kids to mm-hmm. use it for casting. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I like this actress, Aisha Hines. I do too. She's in a lot of stuff. She pops up everywhere. She's actually on Under the Dome right now. She doesn't get a lot of screen time, but she's always good.
1: Yeah, she's really intense. Mm
0: -hmm. That's kind of weird. Such a weird imagery. Like, you can kind of see mm-hmm. the piece. Yeah. See the bottom <laughs> half. It's kind of scary.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It's intimidating. Like he's got no top half. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you, but you, you're too scared to pull back the curtain to ever find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Another eye. We're going to get the eye shot. Oh, he's unconscious. Okay. Couple days. Yeah. Couple kind of days. Damn. It's been a couple days? I don't know it's that much.
1: <laughs> Somebody wake his ass up. <laughs> Jesus. He's busy having a flashback.
0: I'm gonna Run sleep flashback. through the rest of the show?
3: Okay. Come on. Lock on. Know you guys are back.
0: It's interesting how he qualified that polar bear cave. Not save them from the polar yeah, bear. Mm hmm. Because that's more ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it really is.
0: That's how you know you're dreaming when your eyes move.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't really think about that.
0: Yeah, you otherwise you're just be dreaming this. I think so. Because I never really made that connection. It, look at the cross cutting here. Yeah, you're right.
3: Oh,
1: they're kind of recapping the previous episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's strange. I don't usually do this. I would expect this to be in previously all lost.
0: Yeah, they did a little bit of that, and then... We need the full force for when Yemi comes back.
1: Right. Spoiler alert, but yeah.
0: I always love this part of the story, too, where the escape... He doesn't get to escape, but the escape actually leads to everybody's death who did escape. <laughs> you know, it's right. this weird turning the situation on his head of like, Oh, no, now you're trapped forever. No, actually, you're the one who gets to live. yeah. And then this. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if, if Man in Black is inducing the that flashback. That is that a thing. good point
1: that I just thought of two seconds <laughs> after you said it. Because <laughs> that did not occur to me before. Because
0: otherwise it's just a coincidence that he shows up right when he's having this dream. Yeah. You're totally right. Or is this still a dream? Was that even a dream? I don't know, maybe he didn't actually wake up. See, the thing is, I think it's a dream,
1: originally, until the tent's on fire. Okay. Since he's holding that lighter. And it makes me think that he really was there.
0: Interesting.
1: And I remember, yeah, I remember being confused by that. Because we saw Yemi before in the dream.
0: Yeah, I'm your brother. You're all right. it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay, brother. <laughs> we're all brothers here. Guys there. like
1: Desmond over here. Yeah. Charlie,
0: is everyone okay? Yeah, we're good. Where's Echo? Charlie, hold him out. Over.
2: He's right there. Echo.
1: Echo. He's bloody gone. <laughs>
0: Are we supposed to think he disappeared? Or... God, I don't know what
1: we're supposed to think.
0: There's sand on the beach. Follow the footsteps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't leave footprints. Because
0: <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> shoes, so he leaves shoe prints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding. <laughs> what is? What are you doing, Jack?
1: it. get a little workout. Yeah. Doing some
0: pull-ups. You preparing for that war.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. He got bored of pulling on the chain. Good
3: <laughs> evening, Ben. I was hoping you might join me for a walk.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> evening now. Mm hmm. What? When you say that, like, you're not going to just throw a bag over my head and drag me out of here, if I say no. And don't say no. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this weird tunic thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I think it it, it doesn't quite work. Oh, he does figure it out. Yeah, that's what I was saying last episode. Your neck. Does it hurt? Any numbness in your fingers and toes? Like pins and needles when
0: your foot falls asleep. But this is what's so crazy is... What is Ben thinking? Is he like, ah, oh, I'm so glad you came to the conclusion I wanted you to come to? Or is he like, ah, oh, I didn't want you to think that right now? Like, yeah. who's in control? Is he letting Jack think he's in control? Yeah. I don't know
2: when those x-rays were taken that I saw, unless they
1: were very recent. I think we're going to get a little more about what Ben's thinking here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I remember right.
0: I don't have a spine. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm completely spineless. I jiggle around.
1: <laughs> jiggle and slop.
0: Never say that again.
1: <laughs> what else do you do if you don't have a spine?
0: Yeah, just don't say it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not saying it's not realistic, I'm just saying you shouldn't say it again. Say it.
0: Yeah, this was this was I don't even know what. I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah.
1: I just feel like they don't ever portray the others like this again, and so it just feels really random.
0: Yeah, it's this and the and the sheriff, uh yeah. of like the outlier here's the culture of the others that we'll never get back to again.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like they have other cultural things that they stick to more consistently. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, I think... I, I guess that, that that is what they're going for, but... Yeah.
0: And, you know, maybe this is supposed to be some kind of explanation of, like... I don't know. I mean, not that anybody would be questioning this, but, like, why there's no graves or something of other dead people that we come across. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's supposed to be kind of an answer, too. Yeah. Because surely other others have died before. I'm
1: certain of it.
0: I'm still confused. I don't even know what happened there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why yeah. did you show him the x rays? I need him right. to see, right? I don't know, I'm confused. Can I
1: ask yeah, to no, we're I, I think we're still gonna find out.
0: Okay, there's more coming.
1: I think there's more coming.
3: Told me the computer in the hatch wasn't only for pushing the button, and I'm pretty sure it could be used to communicate with other stations. This is fascinating. But you just told me the hatch exploded, one of them did.
1: Imploded, Please. imploded. Wait, get it right. No luck, dudes. We looked everywhere. Echo's gone. There's no trail.
0: You guys waited till the morning to look?
1: Mm-hmm. I know. It's like really sunny out now. Mumbling. My brother. My brother. So. No luck, Yeah.
0: And luckily. It's the same place. It's the same place. uh, Where the other station
1: is. Exactly. And he says it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this works out nicely. It's like, I like the idea. Let's revisit the Pearl, and Echo can have his thing at the same time. Yeah, the
0: plane and the Pearl being together is great.
1: Yeah. Like, it almost seems like coincidence, but I guess it's written that way. (laughs) (laughs)
3: father
0: exactly where I don't want to be
1: <laughs> yeah that's weird I guess it's the same church mm-hmm. yeah this is Yumi's church he goes back to, oh and it was Yemi's before, of course. Yeah. So Yemi went, like grew up to be the priest in the church where he was when he the was town a kid.
0: town priest, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean I well, guess- They're that... not gonna
0: build two church sets.
1: Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I had forgotten that it's the same place. Cause yeah. that's the weird little confession booth where you see the legs. And if we needed any more proof, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's Yemi's Bible, and like he used the picture as a bookmark or something. Oh, so. I think so. I never really put that together. I remember thinking like he just randomly found a picture in a book oh, yeah, there, like got... like that's yeah, seems really strange. Complex, so mm-hmm. An emergency at the refugee camp, I am Amina.
3: I work at the clinic. This is my son Daniel. He's the altar boy here. Are you taking his place? Yes. Will Father Yemi still go to London? London. He was leaving at the end of the week. He was going to
1: continue. Oh right. Yeah. Really weird dropped plot line about how Echo's is going to go to London. <laughs> <laughs> they never follow up on that, but Echo had some adventures in London that we'll never learn about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still didn't get the Id- I still didn't get the hint though that like Yemi was connected to this thing. Connected to I- I what? Connected to the smoke monster. Oh. You know, we we just saw it like fly by, and it's around him for the whole episode, and I I just it wasn't until the end when I got it, you know.
0: That was exceptionally strange. Yeah. I mean, like, like There was multiple dead people.
1: Yeah, he manifests a vision of multiple people. It kind of reminds me of the daydream thing.
0: Yeah. What do you mean
2: anybody want to come along? I mean, if you'd like to join us, it's a free island.
0: This is what we call one of those open missions.
2: Or he Saeed
1: I'm not Jack. I'm not Jack. Kate's not here, and Saeed's
0: coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I need, I need more people. Like, uh it's great. What? Whine about not being included? Now's a chance. Of course he
1: whines. Of course he's, he's Paulo. He's, Paul. he's
0: Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind answering
3: a question, Emma? Are we going off to talk at? A-
2: or are we going off to your mind echo
0: two birds one well,
2: echo's heading for the plane that crashed on top of the entrance to the Pearl station well, that's quite a coincidence
0: there's your coincidence
2: don't mistake coincidence for fate
0: or do <laughs> cause <laughs> it's just a coincidence yeah yeah. That's Locke's problem in a nutshell. I mean, this is, again, the show telling us oh, we'll see. how you, you know, value what you value and where you place your meaning. Yeah. And that's
1: him throwing uh, Echo's line out. hmm There's definitely something there with Locke and Echo. I've, I, I wish they had more time to develop that. Yeah. Oh, another thing I was going to say is this kid appearing and, like, shushing. Um, I remember Walt did the same thing. Yeah? When he came out of the trees, like right before um, Anna Lucia shoots Shannon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really relevant, because that's just a thing you see. It's kind of a trope.
0: Kids telling you to shush is really scary and ominous.
1: Yeah, exactly. But... uh... If I wanted to throw in that being the smoke monster, I might say that. Yeah. Because I do suspect he appears as Walt at a certain point.
3: Perhaps you did not hear me. I said, "Where is Father Yemi?" The shipment is late. I just got off the telephone. They assure me to arrive on Friday. What shipment? You should explain our arrangement to your new priest. We received shipments of vaccines from the Red Cross.
0: They're allowed
1: to keep 20%. The rest is to his men. In exchange for protection. From us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what it is. That's, that's how the mob is, though. That, that that protection racket, yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, we'll protect you from us, like, robbing you.
0: <laughs> we'll rob you by protecting you from robbing <laughs>
1: us. Yeah. Exactly.
3: The vaccine on Friday, Father. You don't want more lives on your
0: conscience. Nope, he doesn't. He was just washing his scent away earlier. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, all of this would play so much differently if he hadn't just been attacked by the polar bear and is in like such bad condition. Yeah. You know, because it helps that he's like on the verge of unconsciousness every two seconds.
1: Uh, yeah, he's kinda of delirious. Yeah. Smoke monster reflection.
0: I uh, was just gonna say we get the answer to that question. Yep. Does a smoke monster have a reflection? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Locke is a smoke monster. Like,
1: exactly. <laughs> Which, later, is true. I know, I know. That's the strange thing. It's if someone so wanted to have a crackpot theory, they could say Locke's not ready to smoke monster.
0: <laughs> but that wouldn't be true, valid because he has no idea what he's doing at this point. So he couldn't possibly be managed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
0: A human head... Uh, not a human head maybe? Wouldn't that be great if it was like Colleen's heart? <laughs> and it's like, damn, the others are wow. morbid. Wow. With <laughs> a the toothpick through it. <laughs> They're gonna end up together.
1: Are you guys having fun? Cause shut up.
0: I'd like to talk. (laughs) Cause shut up. Okay, talk to
3: him. Alone, please. I'm fine with her being here, and I'm thrilled that you're fine, Jack. But it's private.
2: (laughs) Sure.
0: Of course. Oh, Ben. I still don't get why they had Jack come to his, Colleen's funeral. I don't either. I mean, they could have showed us break. the funeral without Jack being there.
1: Break me? Where are
0: you? Okay, going? I think this is it.
1: Yeah. This is the reveal, the plan. Yeah. Of course, it is just what Ben says, but... <laughs> and then, of course, we lead you to believe that you were choosing to do whatever we asked you to do. All of this, of course, assumed that you would get
3: invested invested in what has it not occurred to you that juliet bears a striking resemblance to your ex-wife
0: tv's julie bowen (laughs) tv's modern family's julie bowen (laughs) why are
1: you telling me this i'm telling you this jack because my wonderful plan
3: got shot to sunshine when you saw my damned x-rays and figured out i was dying
1: You know, watching this now, I'm not sure if what he's saying is true or if this is the plan.
0: <laughs> it's so tough to tell. Because he should have known that X-rays were in that room when he was in the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: But I, mean, I, I, I do like the idea that, that there's just not enough time for this long, long, long con. And he does right. have to speed it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the clue that he's telling the truth is his scene with Juliet, where it's just the two of them. And he's like, why did you let him see my x-rays? Yeah. You know? Yeah, he
0: shouldn't be conning her.
1: Exactly. She should be in on it, on the plan. Yeah. Two days at least to that, that level. A tumor on my spine, a Oh, no, not this speech. Oh,
0: this line.
1: <sighs> I forgot that was from this. I don't know what is. <laughs>
0: You should know so many other things that could be, <laughs> uh, like you getting healed as a kid. I mean, maybe he doesn't remember mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Like there's yeah, so many other things, dude. There really are. But again, that's interesting because it goes, I guess, to back to the idea that he doesn't know why the plane crashed. But he should, right? That's true. Oh uh, no, no,
1: no, no! I don't think he does. Okay. I don't think the others ever understand that
2: for the plain Unless someone
1: tells them at some point that's
2: you call out for your brother before you left the camp. Is that what
0: you're doing out here? Looking for Yummy? S he's like looking in the trees. My Why are you so afraid of that
1: Flashback. Well, <laughs> No, it's a weird cut, because I don't feel like this is a cut to what he's afraid of.
0: No. Well, it, it's a cut to the idea that he's afraid, right? Because before, in this flashback, he told the oh, guy, right. I'm, I'm not afraid, afraid of you. Yeah, so yeah. it's more of a, uh, a literary connection than uh, yeah. what he's actually going through.
1: You're right. But he did that with the Smoke Monster as well, like, when he originally met it. Yeah, that's what he said to Charlie, like, I wasn't afraid of it you know yeah. and now it seems like maybe he is
3: we have to he's you remind me of him you know a good man
0: too didn't help yeah ouch disco bar. i never saw that song <laughs> <time> before <laughs> Disco bar um, Yeah
1: I don't know I'm not seeing the disco <laughs>
0: <laughs> So this is where Disco came to die
1: <laughs> I do. But It has to be done
3: By Sunday I'm leaving the country No problem
0: See that kind of goes With what he's afraid of. Like he, he wasn't gonna Stand up to that guy Right he, Or And stay there And be the priest I don't know yeah. I'll be there in a minute. What's His brother's in that plane. Oh, I forgot they were here.
1: Yeah, like, shut up.
0: And then, then yeah, that exposition his brother's body's in the plane.
1: Yeah, it's like, don't, you're not allowed to give exposition. <laughs> Why do you even know that, Nikki? Yeah. Who told you that?
0: So, I don't know. Is it Shouldn't the Pearl be like the other station, the Swan, where it has like a normal front door?
1: It should be. I saw a very bright light. Oh, yeah, this thing. Classic.
0: And that actually reminds... Ah, that's so... Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. So did, did, did Locus interpret what he saw or did Smokey actually appear as a bright light to convince Locke to go along with him and to like not fear him
1: it's a good question and I feel like we just don't know and
0: and Echo saw the truth because he's not Mm -hmm. you know hmm.
1: yeah he doesn't have the need to believe in whatever this stuff is but yeah the body being missing
0: yeah that was crazy
1: very crazy yeah i think and that's very,
0: another that's another reason we don't think smoky is yimmy at this point yeah because we think that's oh the, the body just got up and started walking around <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's like christian just like christian yeah and that again goes back to doubt and uh your perspective you know because if there uh-huh. was hard proof the body's here you'd go okay well then the yimmy we saw was something else
1: that's true, yeah, you're right. It takes them all the way to Locke to give us a body right next to, to the actual here. manifestation.
2: Mhm,
1: but yeah, I remember uh Locke and Echo's conversation led to the uh I don't think we necessarily had this, but it was definitely out there the two smoke monsters theory. oh wow, <laughs> there was the the like light smoke monster and the dark smoke monster,
0: <laughs> yeah about
1: that that one didn't really happen but it is interesting but i think very lost that they they see the same monster and maybe they see different things but their interpretations are completely different yeah very classic i think
0: i love Locke when he's like this he's like Mm self-assured he knows what he's doing you know he, he, he helps, you know, like, it, it's nice. He's good at that. <laughs> when, yeah, with 5% of the time he does it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, he's good now. He's going to lose it again this season, the you know? It's as as like, as it. It, it never lasts. Never. <laughs> That's the problem.
2: Hello, Father.
3: I hear you have a shipment of vaccine for sale. <laughs> if you could, you could do this without me knowing You don't know who I am. You know, you're lucky, Father. I'm a superstitious man. I don't relish taking the life of a holy man. That is why today, I'm only going to cut off your hands.
0: Ooh.
2: Yikes.
3: Ouch. You do not know who I
0: am. That'll do it. There's no blood on that machete. Oh, I see there's some on the edge, okay.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, it better not be
0: clean. Which kid can I kill? <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is crazy. Yeah, he's just gonna start murdering the whole village. <laughs> like, the priest walking out with a machete and a gun in his hand. Yeah. Like, this is uh, a Tarantino character, or like a Bob, Robert Rodriguez character.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: Machete, gun, priest.
1: The vengeful holy man. Oh, shit. Yep.
0: And they get to watch the video, I remember that being upset about yep.
1: that. Yep. I was even more upset about what's about to happen.
0: Oh I don't remember. Oh god. Yeah,
1: yeah. Get get ready to enjoy.
0: I do remember it's not vomiting.
1: vomiting. It's a closed system. Hey
3: guys. What are these other TVs for? What? Sorry? Oh yeah. This guy says that there's six stations. projects more than one so maybe some of these tvs are connected to the other hatches
2: well i'm suddenly feeling very stupid perhaps i could patch in one of the other feeds <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I,
1: I hated that
0: yeah that's a bad line
1: why does why does nikki get to figure out stuff and
0: then he comes out of the bathroom yeah i remember this whole just hating all of it yeah so annoying it's like light a match paulo
1: yeah yeah, exactly. Like he's he's all casual, and then she's like figuring out stuff. She's really fundamental can't. mysteries
0: of it. yeah, exactly. Why he's
1: like, and they even put the accent on it by at Locke saying like, "Well, now I feel stupid."
0: Yeah, yeah
1: you know, it's like really. Oh, I remember this from the from the previous. Oh yeah, oh, I remember no. thinking this, this was be an creepy. alien.
0: Such a, so a long-term mystery. No, okay. Yeah, I remember that being creepy as hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he knows. I guess when they turned it on, like, the camera came on and he yeah, saw it. Yeah,
0: I think that's the only explanation. Either the light came on the camera yeah. or was moving or something, yeah. Which, really, we should have a scene where Mikhail calls Ben and says, hey, they're in the Pearl. In. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna... Yeah. Play. Oh, wow. This is... Yeah. This is... Now, this... Yeah. This is a great scene. If you don't fall in love with Juliet yet, this will do it. Yeah, it's just one of the one of the top. I felt like I should apologize. Nah, there's a lot of scenes, but top, I the top fifteen lost scenes.
1: I love the way they write this. I love the way they show this. Um, and it's classic Lost. Yeah.
0: You have to know
1: what she says, what we watch, what we take away from
0: that. It was also we could save his life. Yeah. I also love it's in her house where she had the breakdown about the muffins. Yep. It connects back to her disdain with her situation.
1: Yep. Yeah, like she made this a while ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, it's like the cards are commenting on what she's saying. Yeah. Like, he's a great man. She remembers
0: man. She remembers what she wrote, so she's saying, you know, things that line up with it but are the opposite.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was really exciting because we really didn't know where we stood with Juliet yeah. at this point. And this was really a big turning point.
0: Yeah, this is huge.
1: She's like, okay, can you try to kill Ben for me?
0: Then we find out the card is like, you can trust me. (laughs) How many times are you going to blink? I don't know if there's ever been a scene like this before. I mean, it's really amazing. It, but it's really amazing.
1: She's also taking a risk. Like, yeah. he could reveal what she just did.
0: Yep. Think about what I said, please. I think that's why that she spent so much time with that burger. Like, let me make his last meal good.
1: So... <laughs> He'll be more likely to uh buy into my plan.
0: Yeah, that was. God that seems so great.
1: It really is. I think the only thing that like hurts it for me is the the sort of follow through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't quite turn out as cool as it seems, but the scene itself is still really brilliant. I think.
3: I see you have your vaccine. Do you expect me to be grateful?
2: I know what you were planning. Yes. <laughs> Apparently.
3: replaced by other men. What are they doing? What is the meaning of this? They are boarding up the church. You can no longer use it. This is Yemi's church. You have no right to do this. It is no longer sacred. I wonder you'll be judged for what you did.
0: Yep, here it Judge.
3: comes.
0: Judgement. Maybe she's a smoke monster.
3: I will go to London and begin to repent. Because you owe God for every life you've taken. And you truly believe this is Yemi? You owe him one church.
1: And they uh, throw in an explanation for the church.
0: Yeah.
1: At the last minute.
0: I guess I still don't understand why he decided to do the church then. On the islands? Like, yeah, like, I almost would want him to start building the church now, you know, like, mm-hmm. now that all of this guilt is coming to the surface, but...
1: I see what you mean.
0: But <laughs> He's not going to be around and build a church. Uh, no. <laughs> I
1: don't think that's going to work out. You
0: say you want to hear my confession. Yeah, we, got, we were so obsessed about this confession and why would Smokey want a confession? Why does he care yeah. about this religious thing? But it's really about what Echo believes. Right. And he's using Echo's belief system and guilt uh, to see if he can bend to his will. Yeah. Bend him to his will.
1: Yeah, we didn't really... I feel like I didn't really... I didn't really understand how to think about the motives of the smoke monster. <laughs> 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 I like Yemi's jacket being like dirty here.
0: Oh yeah. I don't know why. I guess it's even dead, but yes. I'm ready. This is a great shot too.
1: It is, yeah. It's really nice. Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. For I not seen.
0: What left turn, curveball, record what? scratch.
1: I don't think this is what he wants to hear. No. If I was a bad man. If I could answer him now.
3: I would tell him that when I was a young boy, I killed a man to save my brother's life. I am not
2: sorry for this.
3: I I am proud of this. I did not ask for the life that I was given, but it was given
2: nonetheless, and with it I did my best.
3: You speak to me as if I were your brother.
0: What?
1: What? That kind of ruins my speech. (laughs)
0: <laughs> let me go change clothes i'll show you <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. Give, give me like two seconds i can't do it in front of you yeah but yeah who are you who are you i really didn't understand that that was an important question yet yeah But it really is, they've, they've got that fundamental thing already here. I don't think that gun's going to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no other entrance. I
1: think there is another door, or <laughs> maybe not.
0: It's not the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: I think that's the way uh, Ben and Juliet get down there, too.
1: I want to say that they don't, that they use another door, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. We'll see. They'll, uh, they'll show it again. But yeah, it's weird that it's also a hatch. It's okay. Why are they here? God damn it. They ruin it. Yeah. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. Famous last line. Uh, nothing bad will ever happen to us. (laughs) Yep, nothing but good times. From here on out. (laughs) They're looking up for the old... Whatever their last names are, brothers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. They're Yimmy and Echo. They don't have last names. Because he's Mr. Echo.
0: And it's weird because I don't think they... I guess they heard the sound but I don't know if they understand the smoke monster did this
1: I think they do because I think they talk about it yeah. in the next episode or in the one after that I, I think at least Locke knows what it was
0: yeah figures it out he
1: said we are next
0: boom
1: yeah yeah oh man oh so, man that's what that so, uh, I brought this up before. I couldn't hear it because I don't have the audio up super loud so I can, like, hear you. Um, but uh, the, thing, the thing I read a while ago was that um, he didn't actually say we're next or you're next or whatever he's supposed to say that, that Locke repeats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the the whispering. If you listen closely, supposedly what he says is, I saw the devil. Oh. Um, and I guess they decided to change that, but I feel like that line would work also.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for where the show it's goes. Less,
0: it's less, I think that line might be better, it's less, uh, foreboding. Yeah. Than, than We're Next. Cause that, that, that makes us, I gotta watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna die, yeah. we're gonna die, you know.
1: And I feel like that's why they changed it, but yeah. I think ultimately We're Next is Let Down
0: yeah because there's
1: no follow up to that forever you know yeah. i mean it's like way way late before you know smokey's going to threaten them directly
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so it just seems it just seems weird but you're right it does make you want to watch the next episode more but i think thematically and also just in terms of how lost is in general it it makes a it makes kind of more sense to have the other line.
0: And you know, and that's an actually another reason they probably didn't like that line, I saw the devil, was people would go, Oh, Smoke Monster's the devil. Right. Right. They're in purgatory. Right. Smoke monster's the devil or Smoke whatever. Smoke
1: monster's the devil, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, people would say that. But you know, it would be invalid because that's just his interpretation. <laughs> hmm. You know? And and it would make sense, though, because uh, later on he's called evil incarnate, you know, so it's not really crazily out of bounds from stuff they say later, you know, in a way it seems to fit better. Um, but another thing I was thinking watching that scene is I, I really feel like that confrontation um, between the smoke monster and Echo is closer to what I wanted between... Um, between Jack and the smoke monster than what Mm -hmm. we actually get, you know, I feel like it has this grandiose quality that I, I wish they could have captured for the end of the series, you know, cause this is just a scene. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small scene. I mean, it's just about echo, Mm -hmm. you know, and his own like reflections on his life and, you know, how he feels about his actions, you know, um, and you know he thinks he's justifying them to his brother and then he finds out he's not um but uh there's something you know sort of justifying his whole life and getting down on his knees and you know there's something and then the reveal like it's i don't know it's dramatically really nicely done yeah. and uh yeah i just i wish we could have had that feeling <laughs> instead of just another fight on the cliff. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really measure up and it's like, season three, episode five should not be more epic than the Mm -hmm. final episode. Yeah. You know? That doesn't make sense. But yeah, the location is great. You know? It's not about a fight. It's about this, like, confrontation. I mean, it does end with him killing Echo.
0: It's a battle of ideas and beliefs that come head to head and I think that's what makes it larger than life. Uh... Because Echo did come to this grand realization about everything, and he brings that to the table. You know, that's his weapon to bring to the table. Right. That makes it interesting. But, you know, watching this again, I'm kind of confused. Maybe you can walk me through it. I'm confused (laughs) what we're supposed to think. Because Echo didn't confess, so Smokey Goat, Man in Black goes, okay. He's not going to confess. So why am I killing him? Because he's only useful to me if he feels guilty? Is that the idea? Um, yeah. I mean, they don't really tell us, but
1: I I would say, yeah, something like that. I mean, I definitely think a, a running theme of the way the smoke monster works is he, he definitely manipulates people's... uh He manipulates people's uh, emotions in general and, like... Oh,
0: and he's got nothing... So, yeah, so he can't do anything more to Echo. If Echo has made peace with his past and... Mm-hmm. With how Yimmy died and all that stuff. Yep. then And he's got no leverage over him. I see. Okay. I think exactly. he's got exactly. no leverage. Exactly. Cause that's what
1: he does with Ben, you know, he uses Alex to tell him what to do. Cause he feels yeah. guilty about what happened to Alex. And I, I think Jack with his father is another example. Like, I think that's something, a boon with Locke, you know, like, mm-hmm. he goes to that well a lot. And so yeah, I think, I think it kind of makes sense that if he's, if he's not uh, if he's accepted what he did um, for Yemi and he feels like he, de- you know, uh, deserves forgiveness, that he he did the best he could with his life and and he's at peace with that, then, yeah, he's not really a good tool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We would have never thought of that back then. We Hell no! Oh! He didn't confess, and the smoke monster wants you to come to the island to confess. If you don't confess, it kills you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, my takeaway from this episode was the smoke monster judges people.
0: Yeah, yeah the... and which Ben later yes. brings back up. Yes, he sure does. And, I came and... to be judged. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I came here to be judged, and it's like... Where the fuck did that come from? You know, <laughs> Ben is watching old episodes of Lost. Yeah, yeah, like where else did he get that? You know? Or does yeah. the smoke monster do this a lot? And they're and they're like and there's like random others who go out and talk to him and and they're like, "Yeah, I was judged by the smoke monster today." And you know, like it was a it was a great experience. Like I just don't understand like how that gets to Ben. <laughs>
0: I almost want to think Ben is more saying I came to face my, the consequences of my actions, which is he mm-hmm. might, he might think he'll see Alex or whatever, but, but they kind of just summed it up with to be judged, but it's really more nuanced than that. Cause being, ju- like he shouldn't think, he shouldn't think it'll be a judgment, but he should think he's going to, you know, face the the jury, you know, face, face his crimes head on or whatever, instead of making excuses for them or running away for them. Right. Yeah, but, that's a weird. But why is that the
1: smoke monster? I mean, why does he... Why does he think the smoke monster is going to provide this, like, facing of his, you know, this, this, whatever it is, you know, this ability to, to come to terms or, or take responsibility for what he did, you know, why would the smoke monster be involved in that process for him? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't understand why, where he got that idea. I mean, it's just, it's really weird to me.
0: Well, maybe maybe he knows something's up with the temple. Like maybe that's happened before at the temple, where you see dead people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get there. Maybe we, we'll will. Have a, we will. We will. Good theory by the time we get there. We
1: will get there. It's just it's been bothering me the whole time because it really feels like it feels like he says that um, for the viewers. Yeah. You know, because we're waiting, you know, I think the whole time we're waiting for like, okay, we need more on the smoke monster judging people. Mm-hmm. You know? And that episode I mean, I guess what we learned in that episode, what they reinforce, I think it's something they already tell us here, is that uh it's it doesn't judge you. It it uses your guilt to make you do what it wants. Yeah. You know, and that's because that that whole judgment ends with, you know, you better listen to John Locke or I'll kill you. Yeah. You know, and uh, he uses the form of Alex to tell him that. And so it's, I think that's what we learn about it, you know, and that's fine because I believe it. That's what the judgment is. You know, that's, you know, he doesn't really care about, Judging people. It's just about accomplishing his goals. You know? But that doesn't solve the problem of where Ben got that idea in the first place.
0: You know, it's just thinking about Ben when he's a kid seeing his mom, you know, mm-hmm. after she was dead. Um, you know, so maybe he knows he can see dead people again. Mm hmm. But yeah, how that's relating directly to Smokey. Or he does know
1: that. And I do think that was a smoke monster. There was a thing with the with the fence with her. Um but I yeah, but I I still feel like it's a stretch for him to make that connection. Yeah. You know. Um and it is like he's seen the show or something. And you know, he never brings it up again. I mean, later on there's no conversation, you know, but when he knows that's a smoke monster, he's never he never I feel like he never really acknowledges or comes to terms with, with like the idea that he went to him for judgment, mm-hmm. you know, and he kind of betrayed him, you know, completely. I mean, I feel like that, it, it just never comes across. Yeah. You know, they just kind of forget about it and it's kind of frustrating.
0: It's kind of like the line of, uh, in, in here where, uh, we're next, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a hundred percent organic to the character's current situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crowbarred in there and and uh I just I wish they had I wish they had written in the connecting part there. You know? I mean I remember later um uh when they go back to his office, like the place where you summon the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's another can of worms there, but he's like, yeah, there's the place where I was told I can summon this, the monster, you know, and it's like, who told you that? Like, where did that come? You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just really strange that there's all these beliefs about the Honestly, combat. the only
0: person who could have told him that is Man in Black. Yeah, that's really yeah. the only logical person who could have ever told him that is and he's basically saying, listen. If for some reason you need me to show up, I'll show up if it suits my needs, you know. But uh, so maybe there's some deleted scene where he sees his mom or he sees somebody, his dad or something and, yeah, you know, and it's man in black and he said, go into mm-hmm. the hole and call for me, mm-hmm. you know, but that, and that's also just a mechanical scene, too, because they, they do need Smokey to show up somehow. Right. So, I don't know, that's a, I mean, I don't know, is that a question we could ask Alton and Damon? How does Ben know?
1: I feel like that would be a fair question. I don't think I've ever heard anyone ask it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's not really, it's not really a big answer question. I mean, it's just kind of a basic, like. Yeah how would a character know this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just in general, the idea of the others and their knowledge of the smoke monster, it's kind of a murky thing, you know? Yeah. Um, Because we, I mean, in the Richard episode, we see him have, like, really specific interactions with the smoke monster, and there really should be some big takeaways from that interaction that it doesn't seem like he has later.
0: Yeah, that, that that reminds me of the whole, you know, when is running the island and the others, like, mm-hmm. what interactions did he have with Man in Black?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, because he, I mean, what he says to the Man in Black is, you know, well, I've heard about uh, noises in the night and uh,
0: mm-hmm. scary
1: <laughs> stories and, you know, like... I mean, he sort of is like all that's uh, known about you is these legends, and I guess, I guess maybe that's what we're supposed to think. Like the others, like put their kids to bed, and they're like, you know, the smoke monster is going to come judge you if you're bad, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. is like there's some weird lore around him. But I feel like the problem is, it seems like none of them know that the smoke monster is. uh, the enemy of Jacob that wants to kill him. And well, Jacob, Jacob never mentioned it. Holding, ch- I know. And that's I the other know. thing too. But I don't Richard think Richard knows, you know. And since Richard knows,
0: he should. He should well, tell. Well, but does somebody. Richard know that Man in Black is a smoke monster? Yes, because he tells him. He tells him on screen. Oh, he does tell him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like, no, that, yeah, that was me. I'm a smoke monster. So he, he knows, you know? And it just seems like later on he forgets. Not only does he know it's a smoke monster, but he knows that the smoke monster can appear as dead people. And I really feel like he's way too late to come up with the fact that when Locke comes back and says that he was dead and now he's back, like to, to put two and two together, Mm-hmm. You know, with the same... Okay, and we have to go see Jacob right now. Maybe you know? that's the
0: difference, though. Maybe they didn't understand that when... Maybe they thought, okay, the smoke monster brings dead people back, but those dead people are the the, the people they appear to be. They're not Smokey in disguise. Maybe that was the misstep they had?
2: Mm. Yeah, you know, okay. So maybe
0: that's why they, could, they thought they could be judged. Like They knew yeah. Smokey was doing it, but... They thought, well, if I see my mom, it's really my mom. Right. It's not Smokey trying to pretend to be my mom to get me to do something.
1: Right. I see what you're saying, and I think, I think that's plausible, but then, I hate to do this, but then you have Dogen, who says to Saeed when he's sending him out to talk to the man in black, he's like, he will come to you as someone you know, someone who died.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And, okay. Hey, now perhaps perhaps this is information that he was told very recently, you know. Maybe <laughs> maybe like a week ago, Jacob was like, Oh, by the way, Dogan, um, uh smoke monster tends to appear as dead people. This you might wanna know that Don't for you? the weeks. But like the fact that Dogan knows that, uh again, puts it in the hands of random other I mean, he's important, but like it makes me wonder what why don't more of them know or suspect or seem to, you know what I mean, like yeah. have any suspicions really? Yeah. You know, that they should always be suspe- especially if someone shows up and is like, yeah, um uh I was dead and then and now I'm alive again, like
0: yeah, that's suspicious.
1: It's very suspicious. If you if you're going to say that, you really uh uh you really need to I don't know. You really need to follow through, especially when you know that this is like Jacob's ultimate enemy. Yeah. You know, if you're the others, you should be you know, on, you, you should know, know
0: who you're fighting, yeah.
1: Exactly. It should be important to you like what this guy's doing. Yeah. You know. And so if you know he takes the form of dead people, then when someone shows up and it's like, yeah, I was dead and now I'm alive again, it should be like, yeah, okay, that's a little bit of a red flag.
0: Well, you know, if they really, if the others really cared about Jacob and winning this war, quote-unquote war, whatever's going on here, this battle, they really could have, they should have tried to, like, lure Smokey into, uh, like, into the... um, in in into the Dharma I mean uh yeah, the Dharma barracks area behind behind the fence and then activate the fence and Throw trap him the there for all fence. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trap him there and then boom. He can't go anywhere. That's a good idea. Yeah, they like, should have hey, done that. Hey Jacob, we just trapped your, your mortal enemy who can yeah. heal, you know. Do we do good? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like Jacob should have been more impressed. I don't know if the, I don't know if there was ever any chance for him to comment on that, but like the fact that Dharma invented a fence that yeah. like repels his magic creature that emanates from the ultimate power source on the island, you know, brother, like, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm still kind of amazed that he can't just fly through that thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Or over it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like, oh no, that fence is here. Well, Mm
0: -hmm. nothing I
1: can do. I'm powerless now.
0: Yeah. Or maybe the fence didn't work and he just pretended it worked.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds like him. Or maybe he just believed the fence would work. Uh,
0: exactly. He thought it would work, so it worked, even though it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Either one's good. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Oh, my God. Well, overall, a really good episode. Um. I think... I think it's about on par with, with Everyman for himself, but having Smoke Monster, having Echo, having all this other stuff puts it, gives it a, that extra star. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the flashback was a bit more dramatic. It wasn't the best flashback ever, but it, I, I think Sawyer's was just particularly boring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this one at least like things happened. Yeah. Um, uh, and it wasn't like exactly a story we've seen before. You know, it was, it was a little bit of like okay, we see Echo like trying to be a priest like right after the big scene where yeah. he where he's mistaken for the priest. Um I think that's like kind of interesting and it and it pretty much works and it's it's pretty short. Um, I think the on island stuff is uh is definitely better. Yeah, the smoke monster. I love Yemi in this episode. I think that uh actor does a really good job of mm-hmm. that weird, ambiguous creepiness.
0: Yeah, yeah, I met him once at a party.
1: Yeah, I and, remember that.
0: Uh, did not talk to him at all about Lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't I want to be a Lost fanboy. I, yeah, I can understand how that would happen, that I would probably do the same thing, but I think it's really cool for him, um, and just in general, that, you know, he, he gets to play the ultimate villain, you know, it's kind of, it's one of the things about having a shape-shifting bad guy, that, like, multiple actors get to play him.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure he had no idea what he was playing.
1: Yeah, 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 of course, of course, I'm sure he just did what the script said, you know? Yeah. And it was enough, but I think, I think he does a good job. Like I, I'm really impressed at watching him when Echo's confessing and like the way he looks at him, it's, it's really ambiguous what he's thinking.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know? Like I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Wh- I mean, okay, I have, I have a good idea, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what he thinks about this. Like is he really surprised? Is he just disappointed? Like I'm not really sh- how, sure how to read it. Yeah. Um, and I, I really uh I really like that. It's you know Echo's doing most of the work in that scene, but I, I think he's got a good presence. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um and so that stuff uh is really cool. It's a big reveal. I like also the Pearl Station, uh yeah. Nikki and Paulo aside. Um
0: I, I they should have just stayed back. Um and but again this is still Carlton and Damon trying to give what they think fans want, which is the red shirts on on a mission. But I think Saeed could have figured out when Mm -hmm. he's looking at the wires, saying, hey, there's some wires going to these other TVs. What if I jiggle this thing? And, oh, look, we can get a reception on this. Like, you know, it didn't take Nikki figuring that out. Like, they had Saeed there. He was already in... The wiring and stuff, like they, they could have figured, they could have had that same scene without Nikki and Paulo. Paulo did nothing, so. But uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean. He didn't even watch the video. I mean, this is right. like the one of the, like one of the big questions about how, what's going on on this island, what are these stations? He didn't even care to watch the video. Right. Right. Unless we're supposed to think they all watched it once because like Saeed didn't really pay attention either. Or right. Like, you know, and Desmond, but. So I don't know, maybe Nikki was rewatching it or something. But Yeah, it just, it I think maybe weird. we're supposed
1: to believe that. But yeah. uh yeah. Well we you know Paulo's in there getting the diamonds.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Oh, that's right, the diamonds. Yeah. So like that. Oh, that's... So yeah, so yeah, they're they're hiding the fact that they found this station already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: exactly yeah so they I mean, they were down there, they overhear Ben and Juliet talking again it's it's so ridiculous, yeah, you know, like they overhear major plot points,
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it's just one step from cutting to like Jacob and man in black talking you know about <laughs> about what the island is and you know, the whole wine metaphor, the wine bottle metaphor, and then like Nikki and Paulo are peeking behind the bushes, <laughs> two thousand years before they were born, you know, but, yeah, we're here too.
1: <laughs> it really is like that. I I understand the idea of kind of like we don't know these characters and like by having Nikki figure something out it's it's maybe supposed to make them more interesting or make us care more. It's like it yeah. gives them something to do that that like we'll care about cuz we want to know like what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, what bothers me is they built her up by tearing down our characters. Lock, yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like I, I wish she could have figured it out without having to like, have Locke Like, well, now I feel stupid. I think, you know? I think it's
0: like, it's kind of okay that she, it, it's one thing to have her figured out, but it's the, really the worst part is Locke going, Oh, God. Yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, we didn't need, if Lock was like, wow, glad we brought you. Fine. Yeah. Cool. That justifies yeah. his decision to invite other people. It makes him seem like, that, you know, he's smart enough to do that. It didn't make it seem like he oh, just overlooked something, you know. Yeah. Uh, because he got what he needed when he was there the first time. Like, you know, right. it didn't seem like there was anything left to do. So when she brings this up, it's like, oh, okay. You know, I understand if there's, you know, some other things we could have explored here. But, yeah, for him to go, oh, no, I feel stupid. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you just got shown up by like one of the worst characters in the show's history. <laughs> and it's just, you know <laughs> I mean maybe for Locke that's appropriate, but it's just it's not fun to watch as a viewer. Not at all. Um but uh I, I like the idea of like, let's revisit this location, let's find something new there, you know? Yeah. Like that I think that's cool. And the Mikhail uh, reveal like is great.
0: One eyed guy, yeah, that's intense.
1: I'm intrigued, like I wanna see that, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And uh that's the that's kind of the B plot here.
0: You yeah. know, or maybe
1: it's the C plot. I don't know. I don't know where like Jack stuff like stands in relation to this.
0: Yeah, that's but um, yeah, I guess that's a C plot.
1: But it's not the main plot, you know?
0: Mm.
1: Um and yet it's still well, Maybe Jack's
0: so... the C plot.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's, it's one or the other. I mean, Echo's the main thing here. Yeah. But, yeah, then after that, it's those two. But they're all, like, quite good. Like, none of them is a waste of time. And, and as we mentioned, the Juliet scene is, like, one of the greatest scenes in Lost. Yeah. So, it's, I, I think, uh, this episode is just packed with good stuff. I mean... There's a lot,
0: yeah. And we didn't even know how much, you know, really what Juliet stood with Ben. You know, so the fact mm-hmm. that she's like, okay, I want you to kill him.
1: Yeah, no, it's a big step. I mean, I think they kind of implied, uh, with the book club thing, like a little bit of tension between them. Yeah. But that's, that's a, a long way away from like, okay, Jack, can you kill him and make it look like an accident? Cause mm-hmm. we're not really happy with him as a leader, yeah. you know? And I wonder, cause I think we never really find this out because of the way this thing plays out. Like, how many people, like, is Juliet just doing this on a, I mean, she says like some of us. Want to change? Like, it, is she really representing, like, a lot of people, or is she just saying that and it's just her? Like, I, I, I just kind of wonder how many others – how many others would want to kill Ben besides
0: well, her? Well, I, I think there's other people who want to change in leadership, but I think she's the only one who has this idea to kill him during the surgery. Right. Yeah, I think that, that's how I would, uh, put it is, is she knows other people are upset, other people who had want wanted to leave over the years and can't, he won't let them, but it's her idea to do it during this, to, to, to kill him off during the surgery. And I don't think she would tell anybody else. She probably wouldn't be able to trust anybody else, uh, with right. that, with this plan.
1: Right. But, But you think there's a a decent number of others who, even if they won't like discuss openly like murdering Ben, will be fine with the result of him being murdered?
0: Well, with the result of him dying, yes.
1: But will they be okay, would they be okay if they knew that Juliet had him killed?
0: I don't know, I I think that's... Or that that
1: is just a different uh, question.
0: Yeah, I think that's a different question. Like, I think if they're like, "Oh, Ben died during," s- I mean, that's why she wants it. You know, that's why she doesn't just take a knife and kill him. That's why she just doesn't. You know, because if she really had that kind of support, where he was that kind of dictator, where if he was real, if someone could just openly murder him, and the group would not, uh, she wouldn't have any ramifications from the group, then she would do that. I think. Mm-hmm. But, but, or push him off a cliff or something. Ben, I got something to show you. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, she needs it to look like an accident, I think, because, you know, Pickett and other people, you know, uh, Tom, like, mm-hmm. they are not the, you know, the other kind of higher elders in the group, you know, are in the sheriff. Um, right. You okay. know, yeah, I don't think they want Ben murdered. But I think if Ben died um, during surgery and it looked like an accident, I think they would, oh, sad. Okay, who's the new leader? Right. Right.
1: Yeah, okay. Let's see what you're saying. I just, I honestly feel out of touch with the internal others' politics and how they're swinging, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't really tell how much this is just Juliet and how much this is the group, you know? hmm Because, like, we only know so many of them,
0: you Yeah, know? yeah.
1: And I, I guess I just uh, have to
0: imagine she—he's keeping more than just her there against their will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's really hard to know without knowing every you know each character's personal backstory.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes me wonder because you know she sort of raises the issue. Mm-hmm.
0: Um.
1: Uh.
0: It also—I don't think we ever mentioned this. I guess because largely how it plays out, but really calls the question. You know, what is the leader of the others and, and, the role, you know, uh, cause if Ben could just be replaced and that really says something about the leader of the others. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: But I, but I think, I think, um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know, you know, I, I, it seems like the leader of the others is just a kind of, I don't know, like not even a formal thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like whoever is in charge is the, is the leader.
0: Like, like, for instance, if she thought Jacob ordained Ben to be the leader, she probably wouldn't want Ben to not be the leader if she believed on all that. You know what I mean? But if it's like Ben just stole power and he's got no claim to be the leader – then, yeah, kill him off if you can.
1: Right, right, right. But I guess, yeah, like, if enough people will follow you, then you're the leader, whether you got it, you know, legitimately or, or not. I mean, I, so, like, before Ben, there was... So, like, uh, I guess Eloise was the leader for a while, and then she was pregnant, and so I guess she left. And uh then Widmore was the leader. Um I, I presume that transition of power was peaceful um, mm-hmm. since they had the baby together. Um, but then, uh, then Ben gets with more you know, yeah. by, by like, I guess spying on him and collecting information, finding out that he, you know, had a, had a baby with an outsider and he was leaving the island too much or something and you know, like spread some discontent about him yeah. among the others. And I mean, once he gets kicked out, once he gets Winmore kicked out, I guess he becomes leader. By default or something because he was the one or he just assumes it and they accept it. Like they don't really yeah, show how that and works. And that goes
0: into part of the problem of the others will just follow anybody. They don't actually mm-hmm. really care. Uh, they're not that invested. There's no Bible for them to follow of the rules and the mythology, it, you know. It, it's really, it's really weak, <laughs> you know, like yeah. their, their, uh, allegiance to Jacob, um, and and what that really means, you know, if somebody shows up and says, "Hey, I'm representing Jacob," oh, cool, okay, cool. we'll mm-hmm. follow you. Yeah, why not? They don't they don't actually have to prove it. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I I think part of the problem is that yeah, the others are this disparate group. I mean, they're not. Um. First of all, they're not that old. Like, they haven't existed for that long. Mm-hmm. That's something we don't really know. And that's another reason why the culture stuff feels a bit off to me. You know, they, they've only been around within the last um, 150 years, roughly, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't very old for a group of people. Um, I mean, at most, that's being generous. And they're just, you know, random people from around the world that Jacob brings to the island. Yeah, you know, and then they have to like come in and like because Jacob is maybe
0: that you bring up an interesting point. Maybe that's where they got the Viking funeral from. Like one of the others at some point was from the Nordic region and instituted <laughs> this policy of we'll start burying people this way, and so it just became a tradition.
1: That's a damn good theory. I did not think of that interesting yeah
0: i just realized well if they're getting people from around the world and they're gonna get those people's culture and if they're left mm-hmm. to their own devices they're gonna do you know run with their culture so maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah maybe one of the leaders one time was was a viking guy yeah. Or not a viking guy not from the <laughs> <laughs> yeah the- whatever but you know uh from from that uh that culture
1: yeah would wouldn't would think of adopting that as a as a as a way to to deal with dead people in in a kind of primitive context. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, that makes a lot and of it's, sense. It's not just
0: for show, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean that just makes the um and this kind of you know that goes with the idea that you know there isn't an other's culture it's just you know, it's just the, the mix of whoever the individuals are that happen to be in the others at the moment, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we see them kidnapping people, you know, they grab Cindy, you know, like, who's Cindy? Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Zach and Emma, like, you know, how much are they really, like, you know, g- gonna have, like, some, some crazy cultural beliefs, like. Yeah.
0: And that goes, again, back to the allegiance to Jacob is you if you get these random people and, you know, people come to the island, some the others kill some of them, the others uh, conscript some of them. Yeah. How much are they really going to believe in Jacob? They've never seen Jacob. Jacob doesn't come mm-hmm. to them. Uh, they might not even, you know, it might be a long time before they hear or even realize Richard doesn't age. Yeah. Um, You know, so so there's no there's no magic or metaphysical. uh you know, experience that they have where they need to believe in Jacob. So that actually goes again to like why they're so wishy-washy is, um, there is no hard, fast doctrine set up. Um, it is just, who's ever the leader gets to decide what they do. Um, they never meet Jacob. If you just, you know, you're Cindy, you're Zach and Emma. I mean, it's going to be a while before Zach and Emma and, 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 and Cindy like pledge leads to Jacob, even if they're with the others. You know what I mean? Because Jacob is just an idea that the other others talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's no intrinsic reason for them to believe it. And unless they saw something, you know.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I mean, there's the there's the temple, you know, the pool, the healing thing. Like, I think that's the other sort of supernatural thing that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but how often does that get used?
1: Yeah, probably not that often. I, I, I think your general point is correct. Um, and
0: I don't think I ever I don't know if I thought about that before. <laughs> Maybe I have. It's been five hundred and something hours, so but and I uh, guess that's
1: part of the problem. I, I sort of like the others better when they're this secretive group that's like super loyal and super committed. Yeah, that's know? the
0: problem is their commitment. They don't really have it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I was like some of them are. Like there's a few that are, you yeah. know, but uh the the group as a whole doesn't, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and yeah, it's just kind of disappointing. But they do consistently depict them that way, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm sure there's talk, you know, like, like Ben kinda, m- maybe, he was not really he was talking about himself, but maybe there's stories about Jacob and he's a great man. Mm-hmm. And was, so they, you know, maybe they have stories and lore to kinda get people in line, but, but yeah, there's no, yeah, the commitment was always, was, was very shaky, which, which was kinda strange. Um you know, and they're, you know, Again, like when Ben decides to move to the barracks, it's like, yeah, we'll move to the barracks. It's not like, no, this is against doctrine. Right. No, it's just like, okay, well, we're this now.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no doctrine because yeah, Jacob doesn't, doesn't get involved. Um, he, he meets with Richard and he gives them lists. That's, uh, I, I think that's all they really know about. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes Richard comes back and he's got a list. got <laughs> a list. It's a list from Jacob, and, uh,
0: that's it. Mm-hmm. Wait, a lisp? No, a list. A lisp? <laughs> no, a list. Jacob's list, not lisp. <laughs> Who's up <that> first? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we worship someone with a lisp? A lisp? <laughs> Oh, let's call the whole thing off <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's disappointing, but i I mean, I guess there's a logic there in terms of the origin of them and how they're put together and and how they're just supposed to live their lives, mm-hmm. you know um like how they could how they could be how they are, you know
0: you know, and again i it <laughs> I kind of feel guilty going back to this well cuz it's just the re- the refrain that we will keep doing forever to the end of the podcast. But again, it's about their interpretation. Mhm. The others believe in Jacob to the degree they choose to believe in Jacob. So, yeah. and to the degree they they see something and place meaning on it and then behave based on that meaning and there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ultimately. So, like, you're right. they're not
0: exempt. You know, they're not exempt from that. You know, they're they're part of this example too. Mhm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this part of the show, like, they feel like they're a little bit above it because they seem to be in the know on all these things. But yep. I think the thing we gradually realize is that they're pretty much just as lost as no else the, is.
0: No one's in the know. That's yeah. the secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There
1: are, there are levels of being not in the know. Yeah. But, uh, those levels never get to in the know.
0: There's like, yeah, there's degrees away from the truth, you know, but no one's standing in the truth. Like, there's just degrees away from it. You could be closer or further away, but. Yeah. Nobody's really there.
1: Yeah, and the others are not particularly closer than.
0: Anyone else. Yeah, just because they've been there longer, just because they have a connection to Jacob doesn't mean they really know anything more. I mean, could you imagine saying that like eight years ago? Like I bet the others don't really even know what Jacob's about. You know, like ah, I bet they don't even really believe in him that much. That sounds crazy.
1: (laughs) You're out of your mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'd been that'd have been a talk about a crackpot theory. I
1: was gonna say, is that your crackpot theory of the week?
0: <laughs> yeah, the week of uh October two thousand seven. Cause yeah, it it didn't
1: I certainly didn't believe it at the time. I mean I bought into the mystique of the others, you know? And uh uh they they convinced me even through this period where they're being mm-hmm. like really boring, you
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: somehow I hung on. And I, I really think, um, uh, they just, they strung me along, you know? I mean, they had, they had, uh, they had Richard, which I think helps. Like, Richard, the non-agent guy, like, that makes them seem supernatural.
0: And then,
1: um, uh, they had, uh, the, the cabin, you know? Yeah, And because when Ben brings it to the cabin and all that weird shit happens, it's like, okay, well, pff, there is a Jacob and he's this supernatural thing and that's fucking crazy. So, I mean, there must be something weird going on with these others or they wouldn't mm-hmm. have access to crazy cabin spirit Jacob guy, you know?
0: Cabin spirit Jacob guy.
1: Cabin spirit Jacob guy. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was that that stuff that sort of strung me along into thinking that even though the standard others are just kind of regular people, there is still something supernatural at the core of this group, Mm -hmm. you know? And we're going to uncover what that is, and then we're going to know everything.
0: Then we'll know everything. The (laughs) end.
1: (laughs) But yeah, obviously, since I brought up the cabin, you know, like... That was a false hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know, it's like a murder mystery where not even the murderer knows how the murder Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. The detective figures out who the murderer is, and the murderer's like, I don't know who killed the person. I'm trying (laughs) to figure it out too, you know? Like, your guess is good. Let's investigate together. And then the victim's like, "I'm dead? What? I, I didn't even know I was dead.
1: I don't feel dead. I just
0: I interpreted it that I was murdered, but maybe I wasn't murdered. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was yeah. just the the meaning that I placed on this knife in my chest. <laughs> oh
1: God. Oh God.
0: Yeah, that's a terrifying. Sad. It is. It is." Who killed... Yeah, who killed Bob? Nobody. That's the answer. (laughs) Bob was never even dead. There is no Bob. Who's Bob?
1: Who told you there's a Bob? You just think there's a Bob. (laughs)
0: You just thought there was a Bob. Because we said in the title, who killed Bob. But there actually was no Bob. (laughs) (laughs) There's never been a Bob. No. Don't blame us for thinking there was a Bob. We just put in the title. Not our fault you thought that. <laughs> Why are you blaming us for what you thought? <laughs> yeah, I love their, their indignation about <laughs> <laughs> the leading, leading us to something and going, I didn't lead you there. Yeah. Wait, yeah. What? Who, are, who was I following? You were the one leading. We were following you. Damn
1: it. There's a scene like that. There's a scene like that later on in the show. And I, I've I've just now realized that how how classic uh that scene is. Yeah, what is it? It's
0: that?
1: it's with um uh it's with it's uh with Lock, Ben and uh Jacob. Sorry. Lock, <laughs> Lock Ben and Hurley. <laughs> okay, that's um cool. he does become Jacob. But yeah, look at that. that that's that's my excuse. Anyway, when they're going to the cabin and uh um uh uh there's this there's this point where where uh where Ben and Hurley like uh, uh Hurley's like uh uh you know, where do we go next? And and Ben's like, I was following you.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, what?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was following you know, I was following you, yeah.
1: They don't even know who's following who.
0: <laughs> yep. Classic.
1: And it's like that's that's the thing you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Like it's like no one's in charge and yet they're moving somehow. Yeah,
0: they've been walking like we've just walked a hundred miles and you're telling me nobody was leading. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's no they both think they're following someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no one is actually determining where they're going and yet they're moving.
0: Yeah, I mean that's lost in a nutshell. Dude. Yeah, there it is. <laughs>
1: Exactly, yeah, and I never, I, I, I always thought that was just kind of a funny, weird scene, but like mm-hmm. I, I never realized how, how much it hits that, that core idea.
0: Yeah. That's a question we should ask Carlton and Damon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If that scene is a metaphor for the show. <laughs> That's a question they haven't been asked before, I'm sure. It's an
1: excellent idea. And I, yeah, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, that's, uh. We we
1: have to have one question with the cabin. I just, I want to figure out how to do it where we're not asking for answers.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But
1: I I can't get Damon and Carlton on the, on the line (laughs) and not ask them something about the cabin.
0: I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that should just be, you should just go. Okay, guys, next question. The cabin. And that's it. That's all you just say is just the cabin. <laughs> and just sit back and wait. See what they say. See what they say. Go. The cabin. The cabin. Two words. Yeah. Is it two words? Oh <laughs> I was thinking cabin. I was like, Cabin's not two words. Cabin, two words, right guys? Two words. Cabin. Cabin. Words or
1: syllables. <laughs> Uh both? I don't know. Neither. Uh,
0: Alright. Uh anything else uh before we wrap it up? Uh
1: no, I think that's good. It was good it was a good episode. Very right. very well put together. A lot of good stuff, a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of big topics. Um kind of buried in here, you know, just sort of stuck at the beginning of season three and mm-hmm. you know, it walks in like it's not supposed to be that important. And then, like, a lot of shit happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. The cost of. So, what's the title about? <laughs> That's a good question. We used to talk about the title all the time in the original run of the podcast.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I feel like. I feel like their titles got a bit more obvious later. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're sort of clear what the meaning was. And so we stopped, uh, Discussing it, but yeah, here I don't really know. I mean, I, I, <sighs> I don't know. I guess it's about Echo.
0: Is it, is it the
1: cost f- of living? Because it's, you know, he talked about how his life was, you know, he didn't ask for his life, but okay,
0: that was the cost of the cost of living is the bad things you're forced to do. That, yeah, that, uh, depending on your life, ah, okay, I can see that.
1: That would be, that would be my stab at it,
0: okay cost of living all right
1: it's a strange title though I have to say yeah
0: this is the cost of living <laughs> yeah the built up regret and guilt that you might have yeah I'll buy that yeah all right well uh, thanks for listening uh, we'll yeah. be back with uh, I do I do
1: can't wait for with TV's Nathan Fillion
0: yeah <laughs> he's all over TV
1: <laughs> he's got a show, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I think he's still on Castle. Castle. That's what it's called. I think I think Castle is still on. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I get it. But uh, he will
0: he will always be in Firefly, which never dies. That's true. You know what they say about Fireflies? <laughs> uh they never die? They never die, thank you. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even rehearse that.
1: <laughs> I they mean I just repeated what you said. Um but uh It seemed like that's what I should have said, and it worked.
0: Yay. Yay. All right, until next time, thanks and namaste.
1: (laughs) Okay, namaste and good luck.